Hey friends, it's Jace. Oh yes, it's Char. And you're tuned in to Kiss and Tell Radio. What's up? I'm 30. Oh my gosh, you really are 30. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the club. Thank you. Thank you. What do you mean that's it? That's what you're older than it. (laughs) Samson, you were at my birthday. And you didn't know how old I was turning? What kind of guest were you? I mean, thank you for coming, but damn. Our guest is is coming in with a bang. You're my kind of guest. <laughs> Literally, that's all he know. Someone, um, so thank you guys both for coming to celebrate and train oh, the cool. next decade of my life. I really do appreciate it. Um, Char double dipped, so she was there in the morning for the homeless feeding, mm-hmm. and she was also there for the evening, the Virgil, which was yes. fun, and she looked great. I almost had beef with the DJ at the Virgil, but you everything's did. all good now. Yeah, she literally asked me for permission. Like, can I go up to the DJ? I'm like, you can do whatever you want He was making to. me mad because he kept saying he's warming up. And I was like, we need some tunes. It's my friend's birthday. We need to turn up. Where's the little Kim? Where's the Kimmy Blanco? Or that, like that famous Kaya video goes, slow that bitch on down. Give me some, you know, give me some whatever. Speed that bitch on up with Lloyd. Mm-hmm. All I, boom. Really want, like, I needed some tunes. And he was giving me... I don't know what he was giving me, like new wave hipster type. Yeah, well, I mean, the Virgil is in like East Hollywood slash Silver Lake area. It's very like tucked away. Still, still, I made a very definitely upset, very specific request, and then he did end up turning up uh, towards Mm -hmm. because I had to leave because Sunny had her going away party, and I wanted to tell her Bon Voyage, New York City. Yes, my favorite place. Yeah, but so, yeah, Samson had a bum ask him if he was a top. Or oh, we bottom. need to intro. We need to introduce Samson. I Why don't you it. go oh, ahead? I don't know Samson yet. Okay, so I Samson, a uh, uh, homeless man, asked if you're a top or oh, a bottom. He, no, I gave him a sandwich, and um, I handed him the bag, and so he's like, "What's that?" I said, "It's a couple <laughs> sandwiches. Eat it." He said, "I want to eat you." And oh. Well, what time you get off from checking your cup? Ain't you a okay. whole ass you know me. what? Don't threaten me with a good you time. You know what? Welcome to I the never show, been ate by a homeless man before. <laughs> who, according to the internet, is a stand-up comedian, Not a writer, screen stealer, upcoming legend, and lover of theater, black art, and men. Oh yes. Welcome, Samson. Ah. Welcome to Kiss and Tell Radio. Thank We're you. so happy to have you because literally, uh, Samson. What you all don't know is Samson was originally supposed to be our guest last week. And let me tell you how God works because we needed Samson this week because Samson. We, we my topic is discussing Monique, mm. and <laughs> Samson has worked surprise firsthand with Monique. So we'll get there when it's time to get there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, what I wanted to talk about is. For for one, Spice World turned twenty years old. I'm so excited like about fossil. this. Twenty years the old album or this the movie? week. The movie was released Oof. in theaters twenty, 20 years, years ago, ago this week. And the album was released, I believe, at the top of the year. I think the album came out before the movie. So the soundtrack. Double digits. Yeah. I didn't even realize. I thought I was younger. I thought I was like nine when Spice World came, or eight. I was 10 in the fourth grade. I was in middle school. Really? Yes. And I often wonder, I I tweeted and I said, I wonder what my mother was thinking because we went to the theater. And I was like, I wonder what my mother was thinking at the end when I stood up and danced to to Spice Up Your Life in the aisles. Like, I wonder as a parent what goes through your head when you watch a baby, a baby, baby Spice doll. 
really. Uh-huh. I was obsessed with Victoria Beckham back then. I was obsessed. As a matter of fact, Posh Spice is what got me to do my eyebrows. Like you guys know, it's a weird <laughs> story, but I the first time I, you know, we all have those stories. Baby of, Shar is a treat. Oh, Baby Shar was a, a, a lot. Shar. I can't even imagine. We all have those stories for well, for the most part, where we have a lot of girls do at least where we, we've reached in that damn shower uh, when when we're unsupervised and bored. <laughs> I reached in the shower and grabbed Mom's razor and butchered our eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> and with a razor the, though yes and but why a razor because don't they i didn't know I, I didn't know how else to remove hair okay i didn't even know about a tweezer at the time i was looking at the spice world uh the album booklet uh-huh. and i was obsessed with posh i don't know what to wear today should i wear the gucci dress the gucci dress or the little gucci dress I know. I Whoa. think I'll wear the Gucci dress. Like Do you I just, that video? I loved her, and so that's the first time that I ever touched my eyebrows. And people always find that so odd, but that is the first time that I've ever touched my eyebrows. I, love I her did that one video. time when I was in in middle school. I cut my eyebrows off. Oh. Off. I see. Off. I was never an off like a dare? girl. No, just like Whoopi. Yeah, he was like Whoopi yeah, if they were off. Like that, yeah. Wow. Mine have been I very, very off. thin. Greta Garbo thin, like very 1920s Hollywood thin. Thank God they grew what? back. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they do. I didn't laser hair remove them, and I was young. But sometimes when you pluck, like, don't like grow well, back? Well, that's over time. If you repeatedly pluck. Oh. But if you shaved your eyebrows off today, they'd grow back. Oh, um, good I, to know. I also want to note, this is so random, but I went down a YouTube rabbit hole one night and I discovered this show. I, I just found out that it's through Complex. But I don't I want to encourage everyone to check out the show named Hot Ones. Hot Ones. Hot Ones. So Hot Ones is a show. I don't know the host's name, but I, I came across it in my YouTube suggestions because Taraji P. Henson was just on because she was promoting uh Proud Mary. Mm-hmm. Really? And okay. so Hot Ones is like, let's say there's like we're at a table and there are eight hot wings in front of me. And eight hot wings in front of you. I, was about to say, this is like I know or, that show. And with chicken each, or men. The, and, and with each question, the mm-hmm. wing gets hotter. Like he, he talks about uh-huh. the sauce uh-huh. and it gets hotter and hotter and people have clocked out. So I've watched everybody's. I've watched Kevin Hart's. I even watched Problematic Charlemagne's because I wasn't giving him the view. I was giving the channel the view. Problematic. Um, <laughs> I've watched. So I think before I left, oh, Gabrielle Union, hers was funny. I watched Mike Epps. So if you all get a chance, please check out Hot Ones. I think it's just such a clever show. That's such a clever interview concept to have these celebrities in. And, and very with black. Each, and with, well, it's a white guy that hosts. I get it. And so, and it's not only black guests. I yeah, only yeah. watch the, the black ones. Black. I think I'm more shocked that it's a white guy giving people seasoned food. I'm like, oh. what? Right. I'm like, the lobbies are involved. Actually, in this? you know who I watched before I left? Um, the white guy from Man vs. Food, who used to be on Man vs. Food. He was the guest on the show. You know, on the Travel oh, Channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who used yeah, to yeah. go in go the around. diners and get the eight pound sandwiches and yeah, stuff. Yeah, disgusting. Um, but yeah, Very check glutinous. out check out Hot Ones if you guys get a chance. Meryl yeah. Streep. Mm-hmm. is joining the cast of one of my favorite shows. Jace is responsible for putting me on this show. You're welcome. Uh, Big Little Lies on HBO. Say what? Have you seen him? You've seen it before, right? Have you seen it, Sam? I need to sit down and get caught up on TV. Get oh into so Big Little Lies. Okay. Lor- Lorna Dern, um, Zoe Kravitz, mm-hmm. Reese Withers. It has a great cast, but aside from that, I was talking to our producers before we started recording. I said that I fell in love with the damn cinematography. Mm-hmm. It's so beautifully shot. It's pretty. Oh my gosh, it's so pretty. And they're pretty. very like, intentional with like, the, people, the colors that people wear, the way that it's, it's very The way like, that it bounces off the and, light. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like past. Oh, it sounds lovely. It's very it's really natural lovely. light. Mm-hmm. 
very natural light. It's, it's 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 a good and the show. story is good too. Reese Witherspoon is my favorite character. And Nicole Kidman, I say it mm-hmm. like that because that's how Oprah says her name. Um, <laughs> she says Nicole Kidman. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, it was supposed to be a limited series, and so it should be interesting to see how season two is going to pan out. Meryl Streep's character will be Alexander Scars Scars mom. And so if you're not familiar with him, I know him as Eric from uh, True Blood, okay. the iconic True Blood. Yes. When I first met Rutina Wins- uh, Wesley, I called her Tara May. Tara May? That was her character on True Blood. That's how I was introduced to her. I okay. said, hey, Tara May. Did By she respond way. to that? Yeah. I mean, okay. she laughed. She, okay. We were in a relaxed setting. Okay. okay. I would known how. To, I would not have known how to respond if she would have been like, bitch, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, rolled, I rolled the dice and you know I don't know if that'll fly for all of y'all out there if y'all run into her so I would advise calling her by her damn name speaking of um, in true comedian fashion today or when this episode drops is Ellen DeGeneres' 60th birthday oh yeah a true Aquarian and Oprah's mm-hmm. coming up next week mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so happy birthday Ellen a lot of people Get can't believe that Ellen's 60 but you know that I track people's birthdays I believe so that. I'm not I think that a lot of people just don't give any thought into Ellen's age, which and I think she's is very normal. Youthful. Yeah, which I think is she's normal. She dances and you know does all and that. And she still stuff. looks good. Yeah, the soft lighting in the studio. Right, I'm mm-hmm. like she got Hollywood makeup, so you know, good for her. And, <clears throat> I'm just saying. I'm gonna leave that alone. But how was your um, weekend? Uh, it was great. You know, I went out. Uh, my one of my friends, Jace, he had his birthday. Oh my god, he <laughs> and, sounds uh, so cool. He's all right. Um, I went out. <laughs> I went out, met my new homeless boyfriend this week. <laughs> mm-hmm. What was his name? Yeah, we we remember? heard. <laughs> Trade in the park. <laughs> okay, come on, park. Peter in the park. Uh, what's the name of that song? Doing it in the park. Doing it after dark. Is that an open oh, song? Yeah. No, that's, that's sound, a. It sounds very old school. It is. This that's old school. And Where are you from originally? By the DC. way, DC. DC. Oh, you're, to you're, Oakland. you're a DC person. Yeah. Okay. DC. I've never been to DC, but I want to go to the to the really? to the black Smithsonian. Wow. I've never been. I don't. I have never been to the East Coast. I I've am, never been to Philly. I mean, I've I've touched down in Philly. I've touched down in New York. But as as far as like exploring the East Coast, New England, I've never done that. I, I've been. I'm a down south, midwest, west coast girl. Okay. You know what's funny? Okay. Living, growing up in California, we always associate Chicago with one of those places. I, I've noticed no, Chicago that. Chicago is the midwest that's I'm, far I'm always away snows, from. There's buildings as part of the right. east coast. And, you and might there's get, trains, the right. L and stuff. And shootings. No, I'm just playing. I mean, that, it's that, that too. It's that as well. <laughs> So, but yeah, I need to get to DC because they say that the brunches are jumping and everybody Mm -hmm. looks like everybody's dressed like an extra from Insecure. Something has happened in DC. Yeah. Because when I was coming up, DC was like where your cousins hung out at. And now it's just like, I don't know. It's the elite blacks. It's the elite blacks now. Mm -hmm. Master's degree blacks. Absolutely. They're there. um, Howard University personified. Yeah. And uh, yeah, DC. I mean, DC has always been Chocolate City. It's always been the place to be, but it's not the same DC I grew up in. Gotcha. It's it's completely bougie blacks. I actually visited Howard when I was in high school. Did you like it? What you think about it? Um, the neighborhood was a little bit too rough for me. That's what everyone um, says. But now Georgia it's- Avenue. Now it's gorgeous. Everyone, I went to a beer garden there. Everyone like, told the me year. that Howard is in the middle of the project. Well, this is when I was growing up. Yeah. Back in the day it was. Back in the yeah. day, but not anymore. Like, I, well, I shouldn't say projects like The Hood. Yeah, it was The Hood. Because there is a difference. Georgia Avenue, yeah. I mean, it's uh, what Georgia Avenue, Petworth area. 
Um, and I didn't was, know where I was. I just knew that I was like, I'm a little too uncomfortable. I wasn't. See, my college was tour in was California. in the South. Oh, I used to. Mine live. went to the South. Yeah, we, we went to Clark, went to Atlanta, Cal- Fisk, yeah, I was there too. Uh, Florida A and M, Spelman, things like that. Like that, that's where our college tour went. Grambling, Xavier. It I don't was, know what it any was, of those are. I wanted th- to go to Howard. That's Southeast. That's where all the HBCs you, HBCUs are. In, in the South, East. like black folks were, you know, had to make their own stuff. And that was down there where we were. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so. all over in that area. And then they moved a little further west. And that's where the Texas Southerns were born mm-hmm. and the Langston University. Like all of those. But they're all in the Southeast. Atlanta, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Florida. I love like HBCUs. I went to one. I went to Me Bowie too. State University. Okay. I went to Langston. University. Hey. All right. All right. Oh. <laughs> uh, reach your by the way, the, the, the bell is back, by the way. Yes, if you guys can't hear it, because it's not as close to the mic as it used to be, but I'm so glad that it is back. Um, well, speaking of HBCUs, you were the first black openly gay comedian to do DC's Homecoming. Is that correct? No, 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 no. So there is the historic Howard Theater. There we go. Uh, Howard Theater is one of the uh, most historic black theaters. So if you look at like the old, I've seen a lot circuit, of people like mm-hmm. performing there, like a lot of musical acts. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. a lot of musical acts. So you know, you've had like the Apollo, the Howard, uh, the Regal, mm-hmm. uh, the Madam C.J. Walker. Yeah, uh-huh. the Madam C.J. Walker Theater, like all these different historic theaters. Um, and I was the first openly gay. Artist next to Wanda Sykes, who was a woman, uh, to wow. perform there. And was she out at the time? She was out. She had just come out. Where did Wanda go to undergrad? It uh, wasn't out there, was it? Because I know that she's a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority, I and she's not honorary or Ham- grad chapter. Hampton University. Okay, so she's the other HU. We're yeah. going to talk Wanda, too. Mm-hmm. Um, bef- oh, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> we sure do. Before we, before we jump into the, sh- the corner... corner. Um, I wanted to I wanted to talk about the uh, historic a few historic Oscar noms because the Oscar nominations were released. So really quickly, uh, shout out to Jordan Peele, who is the first black person ever nominated for directing, writing and best picture in the same year. And he is also the only third person of any ethnicity to receive all three for the first for his first film. Wow. So not only is he the first black, but he is the third of anything mm-hmm. to receive that. Um, next in line is Octavia Spencer, who I love. I always think of Miss Minnie. Eat mm-hmm. my shit. That's what, I, that's what I think of with Octavia Spencer. She's the first black actress to receive two consecutive nominations from the Academy in back-to-back years after winning and is tied with Viola Davis as the most nominated black actress in Academy history. Wow. So you got Abelene and Minnie running stuff. Uh, Greta Gerwig, she's the fifth woman to be nominated for Best Director. Congrats. Dee Rees, the first black woman to be nominated for an adapted screenplay. The first black woman. We got R. Morrison. These names aren't all the way out, but R. Morrison, the first <laughs> the first woman to be nominated for cinematography. And of course, one of my the, someone who I just recently full fully started standing for. Like I've always been a fan of her, but I've just recently fully started Since standing Mason's for brunch. her. 
the queen of hip hop soul, mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige, mm-hmm. who I just, I just cry. Like Mary has had one hell of a year, she to has. say the least. One hell of a life. And Mary is the first person ever to be nominated for an acting performance and an original song mm-hmm. in the same year. Barbara Streisand is pissed. My also, blood. Yance Ford, who's the first trans director My to be bad. nominated for an Oscar. And finally, Queen, we just discussed her. Queen, Meryl Streep, the most nominated of all time with 21 Oscar nominations. Damn. So congratulations. Congratulations all. To the Oscar noms. It, it's going to be good. What uh, Really quickly before we jump into the corner, did you all notice how off, like I'm an award season girl, so I, I go into it all. I like the Golden Globes. I like the SAG. I like the Grammy. I, li- I love it all. The Grammys are this Sunday, which mm-hmm. is still January, and then the Oscars are March 4th. The That's Grammys it. are in New York this year, though, Yes, right? they are. Mm-hmm. What in the world? Because they're they usually switched, out here. Right, they switched it up. But my thing is the dates. Like, normally yeah. the Grammys are February 11th. Yeah. They're always the like Kelly Rowland's birthday. Tell, it was on February 15th. Yeah, yeah it's so always it's like around mid-February. Valentine's Day, uh-huh. and then the Oscars are the next weekend. Like, I'm used to February being award right. month, and it just feels weird to have the Oscars on March 4th. It just feels weird. But anyway, let's hop into the corner. And now it's time for the LGBT corner. So this week's LGBT corner goes out to Shondaland Productions and specifically Grey's Anatomy. As we all know, if you all watch, well, you know, I do. TGIT Mm -hmm. returned (laughs) last week. And uh, Grey's Anatomy debuted a trans doctor. Well, an intern. Hey. So Alex Alex Blue Davis plays Casey, and he is Grey Sloan Memorial's newest intern. And what I thought was funny is that this episode, as most Shonda shows do, they they tackle a lot of things in one episode. And so this one particular storyline where they left off in December is the, the hospital was under siege. It was under attack. Hackers had broken into the computers and turned off the air conditioner and messing with everything oh, in the computers. Stealing and it, files. And... Yeah, it jeopardized the, the, the patients of the hospital. And so And so uh, what, what Casey was doing, Dr. Miranda Bailey, who's the, the black doctor, he basically he's really good at computers and he hacked into the system to basically restore it. But he had to explain to Dr. Bailey, who's his boss, that uh, he had gotten in a little trouble in, in his last city because he hacked the computer system. And Dr. Bailey in this scene, she's flustered because how did you pass the background check to become a doctor if you have gotten arrested for computer hacking? And he explains that he hacked into the DMV because they had something wrong on his identification. And it it turns out that they put the wrong gender marker. That is what I will say, because it was the wrong one. And he hacked into the system and changed it his damn self because wherever he came from or whatever the city that he lived in prior to living in Seattle, because that's where Grace takes place, um, they were playing games with his ID. And so that's when it is revealed. And the line that he says is, I'm a proud trans man, Dr. Bailey. I like for people to get to know me before they find out my medical history. And the showrunner, uh, Variety, did an interview with with the actor Alex Blue Davis and uh, Grey's Anatomy showrunner Krista Vernoff. And Krista disclosed that she wanted the audience, because this revelation isn't made until the end of the show. So she wanted the audience to get to know the character right. as a character before. Like, you know, Shonda's very intricate right. with I'm her like, writing. Shonda is just... Mm-hmm. 
So she wasn't going to come out the floodgates right. with with proclaiming that because in real life that's not how a lot of things work. Now was the actor actually a trans? Yes, man? that's wow. why that's what makes that's it good. Even better, yeah. Because the only other people that I can think of on a mainstream platform who are trans who plays trans is Laverne Cox mm-hmm. as Sophia Bursett on Orange Is the New Black. Now I'm sure that there's more, and if there are, you know, tweet me and correct me. But it's very rare to have a trans, an actual trans person play a trans character. Normally, right. it's someone cis playing dress up. And then you know, Janet. She dabbles in acting sometimes too. Sometimes, so she's more on the writing side. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, I, I just love that that they have a trans uh, a trans intern and trans character on this show. Um, fun fact about the episode: my husband, aka <laughs> my baby daddy, aka engage to somebody else. <laughs> oh, rain on my parade! Why don't you, Jace? I mean, it's my birthday. Your birthday was days ago. ago. Look, it's still my birth week. Thank you, Samson. I was told Mm -hmm. it's my birth month. As I said, my (laughs) husband, a.k.a. my baby daddy, Giacomo Giannati, it was his idea to rename this episode. This episode was originally named Four Seasons in One Day. And it was his idea to rename the episode 1-800-799-7233 because... Another storyline in this episode tackles uh, domestic abuse, and um, that number is actually the net na- the National Domestic Abuse Hotline. It's like the the song Damn, that they, they did. did something else. So the that song with uh, Alexis. I don't want to be alive. I don't want to be alive. You guys know that song. They performed mm, it at that's some the way you sing it. I, don't know, I, that I know that I'm a horrible singer. My apologies, what is guys. It? What, what is <laughs> about it? suicide? How many years ago was this? This was like less, like months ago. It's still on the radio now. Who is Alexa? The little girl who sings like, um, wanna be Oh, she don't want to be at the Uh, party? Yeah. I haven't heard anything about her since she wanted to go home from the party. (laughs) Well, she went home and came back with a song about the suicide suicide hotline. Yeah, and the name of the song is the actual phone number. It's the actual number. Well, well, shout out to Giacomo's fine ass for Mm -hmm. being, for being beauty and brains and brawn. Um, so yeah, that was my corner and I hope that you all will tune into TGIT and get your daily dose of what you need because it was so good. Mm. Are we ready Scandal's for Scandal's t- done, right? No. Scandal oh. finishes in the spring. Oh, so they're just on hiatus. No, they're back. They returned last Thursday with everybody else. TGIT. For a whole new season? No, it's still the same se- you know they go on winter break. Shows yeah, go on winter break. Hiatus. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So Got they're it. still there. It goes Grace, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder every Thursday. Cute. Until the spring and the crossover crossover episode is coming up. How to get away with the scandal. We saw the the, some of the images from that. So I'm ready for that. Um, Okay, And so let's jump into topic number one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Monique is a goddess. An absolute goddess. This brother, whoever, if you've already seen him, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) If you haven't, you need to really treat yourself. Because you'll be in for a special treat. Come on now. I gotta get ready. Yeah. You ready? So my topic is discussing my one and my sister, my sugar, my friend. She's really not she's not my friend. I don't know her personally, but Monique. I was using her cadences. You know that's how she talks. Mm -hmm. Um, You know she's always like sister, sugar. Baby, Friend, baby, yes, right, honey. And so, and I just earlier today, today, you all know that we record on Wednesdays, and the show drops on Friday. And I just watched her Periscope with her husband Sydney, and I have a roster of questions for you all. But overarchingly, my topic is, um, 
do you all think, and this is before I really start reading the stats and going into it, but I just want your answers now. Do you all think that we need, that it is important to know what our contemporaries are, are earning, um, regardless of field? If you are a nurse, do you think it's important for you to know what the next nurse is earning um, so you can then leverage off and negotiate what you need to? Absolutely. I think so. I think it uh, holds people accountable for disparities that can exist. That's why they do exist is because we're always told not to talk about it. Not to talk about your salary. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. And also just having like a reason why, because I can understand, you know, if, you know, Bob or Cliff or I don't know, Jerome was working the same job and they got paid more than me because they have a better resume or they have a better catalog. Well, Jerome is not going to be making more than you. You don't know that. Bob might be. I don't know that, right. But, I mean, if Jerome like, comes with the resume and I'm working right, for Right, you don't know people's company, work histories. Right. And so How? I think that... Well, still, even with work history, though, you still can be underpaid. That is very true. I mean, and so, mm-hmm. uh, like, a lot of people are upset about this whole issue, and I won't go all the way into it, but I'm like, it's just like going to school and earning a degree and still going to a job that pays you like you clean the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And what I also noticed, I I actually have a a personal story about this. When I was working at Macy's uh, in Chicago, um, before I moved here, I worked, everybody knows I was a cosmetics counter girl. I sold makeup and skincare. And one day I was sitting around talking to coworkers and we did start talking about pay. It was not a malicious conversation. It was an easy breezy lemon peasy. Like someone was complaining about like, I'm only getting paid so-and-so an hour. How am I supposed to afford my lunch? And when I heard what she said, I was like, wait a minute, because it turns out that she was earning 50 cents more than me. And I was a top seller at the company. Like, I was opening credit cards. I was pushing product. And, you know, not for nothing. So she was earning more than me. And then upon other conversations with my peers, girls who had started, we all started the same month or the same day, like around that they were earning 50 cents more than me too. So what did I do? I took a gamble and I went straight to HR. And I think what what aided in my confidence with that is I knew that I was leaving. This is before I had announced to anyone. Like it was like, I want to say this was like February and I, I was I moved to LA in June, but no one knew but my family. I knew that's right. Um, and so I felt a little confident. I felt a safety net in that in certain regards because I was like, okay, if HR is like, get the fuck out, you know, you're fired or whatever. Why are you then, you know, it's, it's okay because maybe I can move sooner, you know, <laughs> like something like that. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but also it was a double-edged sword because I was like, I'm trying to save in order to have a successful clean-cut move. Um, but when I went to HR, what I, what I thought was interesting is they just went into this other mode. Like it was kind of like, okay, we want to get Char out of our hair because I'm a very professional girl. I'll pull, mm-hmm, out, I'll pull out my Merriam-Webster uh, dictionary and pull out all the, the 26-letter words on you. And I need Come an explanation. As I only to... know four-letter words. <laughs> why the fuck? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I needed an explanation as to why these six other women were earning 50 cents more than me. And my performance, uh, overarchingly, was was better than theirs. I, was more ava- I had more availability. Like, I didn't understand. And without question, they just said, it'll be on your next check. So right. we went through we went through everything. I combed through everything with a fine tooth comb, and I confronted them. I want to say in April, and they had to pay me fifty cents. Well, they chose to pay me fifty cents for every hour that I've worked 
January through April. So I had a, a bonus on my check, but it was like back pay. And it pissed me off because had that not been said, then I would not have known that I was earning 50 cents. We're doing the same work. And one would argue I was doing more work. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was the type of girl that would irritate the floor manager because there were girls that would come in there for for their prom. And I could, I knew that they could not afford to buy two $50 items and get their makeup done. And I would do their makeup for free because I wanted those girls to have a good prom. That's Aww. the kind of employee I was. And it just, it, it, yeah, that's, it that's my own personal that's story. Oh yeah, I mean, you're not doing, st other than that, what are you doing? What am I doing? Nothing. A lot of times you'd be standing around and those girls are coming in for prom on a Thursday or something like, I'm not what, doing did anything. Did they tip you any? They didn't give you some that. of them did and some of them did not, but I understood you're an right. 18 year old in, in, in high school. And you, you just your mama. And one girl that I helped you, you out, she was, mm -hmm. one girl that I helped out, I remember, I'll never forget her because she was so shy. She wasn't rude. She just was so shy. And I could tell that, you know, she came in there makeup shopping and I could just look at her and tell she didn't know what she was doing. So I told her, baby, come on back uh, uh, Saturday afternoon. And I got you. I'm going to hook you up. But uh, so, yes. Also, the second part of my question is. Uh, if someone that's in your field makes a stance, makes a public stance that ruffles feathers, do you think that you would stand in solidarity with them just as publicly or are you going to clamp your tongue and mind your business? Depends on what it is. Whew. Good answer. I think it depends on what it is, too. And I believe that it also depends on your level of integrity. Um, you know, a lot of people aren't, I mean, I think it takes an immense amount of courage to stand up and call out this issue that she's calling out. Cause a lot of people are trying to collect their coins. I mean, at the end of the day, we still have, that's why I was going to challenge you on the integrity part, because a lot of people just, they have mouths to feed and lights to keep on. Yeah. So I don't think necessarily that's your integrity. You don't want to, if you have a steady cash flow. Yeah, you don't want to interrupt it. Yeah, but I mean that's not, where it gets slippery, don't yeah. you think? I mean, because not everybody can get on the road and do comedy on the weekend. Mm -hmm. You know, if you rely on being behind that camera to shoot a show, mm -hmm. and that's the only way you can make money. Of course, Monique, the saving grace, thank thank God for her, she can go on the road every weekend, which she still does, and she still sells out shows for the people who say, "Oh, she's not relevant." Very relevant. I open shows for her sometimes and then people be in there standing up on the tables clapping for her. Well, Monique, for me, she's she's very funny and, and always has been. Monique is one of the premier comedians, uh, I believe, for our generation and mm -hmm. the generations prior to us. She's mm -hmm. a queen of comedy. Um, a lot of my generation was introduced to her through the Parkers. Mm -hmm. um, I loved her in movies. Two can play that game. Like, Monique is very funny. She's and very even, black auntie, like, in, like, black films. Yeah, yes. she is black comedy. And um, even Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins. Mm -hmm. I loved her in that. Like, But I also what? love her... In the serious roles too, you know. I that, thought that was Precious a was a comedy. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought that was because I told Didn't her. Did someone throw a piece of chicken at somebody? Welcome, uh, with Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins or Precious? No, with Precious. No, someone threw a TV at someone. Oh shit! Yes. Really? Monique threw a TV at Down Jabberay the Bay. Yes, a oh. whole TV. <laughs> there was chicken thrown at some Monique movie. No, she ran out of there with a whole bucket of chips. Oh, that's what it was. And, and Precious, uh, Precious Gabourey stole a bucket of chicken. Now, that was a funny part, but the, the rest of it was not funny to me. That movie was the rest funny. of it was depre depressing. I was about to say it was, it was depressing. Depressing beige. Jesus. That movie was funny. There was molestation, HIV, AIDS, 
babies. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, rape like uh-uh. Uh, <laughs> Didn't she do and, her own and incest and incest. Yeah, because the dad was yeah. Mm-mm. Didn't Monique make her? Uh, uh, yes, go down on her. Oh yeah. Come on, lick your mama's pussy. Okay, that, that a, is not what she said. That was a lot was, of eating. Uh, oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> I want to. So earlier this week, Monique sat down on Sway in the Morning, which is one of my favorite uh, uh, morning talk shows. And in that, I noticed that she said something that, that raised a lot of eyebrows for people where she proclaimed herself. And she said, and I say this in the most humble way, I am the most decorated comedian alive. And a lot of people took issue with that. But, Samson, you came through on Twitter with the receipts. And it does turn out that, <laughs> uh, and a lot of people were debating about Whoopi Goldberg. And my thing is, Whoopi Goldberg, if I'm not, if I'm mistaken, please, you all know that I invite correction. Whoopi Goldberg is a comedic actress because I believe that Whoopi Goldberg, one of my friends was saying that she got her start doing more so of like a one woman show. Yeah. It wasn't like a stand up routine. Did, she did stand up because I mean, it's like I study this and I work with a lot of them uh-huh. and I've had the pleasure of sitting down with a lot of them and having them tell me their stories. Yeah, and school Whoopi, uh, Whoopi will tell you herself that she was in San, San Francisco at Valencia Rose and places like that performing with a lot of older gay comics like Tom Amiano and Karen Ripley mm-hmm. and all those type mm-hmm. of folks. Even Sinbad was coming through there and she was doing characters. You know, she was doing all these. Yes, characters. I remember the Valley Girl character, like that's. Yeah. But it, it more so operated as a one-woman show it was versus a one-woman the show. Queens of Comedy. Yeah, it wasn't stand-up. Because stand-up. I was like, was her stand-up that of like Aisha Tyler? Like Aisha Tyler caters to more white audiences where you'd be unfamiliar with it. Um, but and you know, Whoopi has a sordid history. She brought that who, man to the damn who, Emmys. Who did with you just say? Aisha Tyler, isn't that her name from the, who was just on the talk and just left? He's. Giving shade <laughs> or throwing shade, wherever the term Any is. whom nowadays. he ended up giving, giving shade. <laughs> Samson ended up clearing this up. So, according to IMDb, um, she is the most decorated, which I want to keep emphasizing decorated because people can twist that into anything. She didn't say most awarded, most accolades. She is the most decorated. So, Monique has a total of 57 wins and 25 nominations. Whoopi Goldberg comes in under her with 55 wins and 81 nominations. For what award? It just awards the across the board. Yeah, okay. yeah. Some of them were achievement awards. Some of them were uh, Oscars. You know, Oscars, different types of things. You know, Whoopi is an EGOT winner. Yeah. One of, I think, like four or five think, people. Yeah, they said it's about four John or five. Legend is on his way. It's either John Legend or Common that's on his way. Mm. I want to say it's John. John has one more award I to hope win. So with John's butt. Anyway, back to the stats. Chris Rock uh, has 19 wins with 63 noms. Kevin Hart has 15 wins with 29 noms. Dave Chappelle has five wins with 12 noms. Eddie Murphy, 30 wins, 72 noms. And Amy Schumer, 17 wins and 38 noms. I was surprised that I didn't see Jamie Foxx on this list, though. Yeah, like when you go in and you search for most awarded, those are the names that come up. Okay, okay. So, okay, so what do we think about Monique's approach? Do we agree? Do we disagree? I disagree. Why? I don't think that she's incorrect with what she's saying. I think that she should definitely get more than um, $500,000. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely, without a doubt. Um, But I think where the decorated part of it and the awards part, like you win awards for certain projects and congratulations but 
you have to keep on working. And she's working. She's working her ass off. But I think at this point in her career, I just think that boycotting Netflix is not going to happen. And, and I so think that's she knows the part. that that's not going to happen. But if she would have just bought up a pay disparity, we would have been like, all right, Monique is crying again. I think for her to stand up and say we need to boycott Netflix, brilliant. I thought it was brilliant because that's she, the she thing. She knows that people are going to That's the thing that though. made people like go, what? Like, that's the thing that got people. Like, not my net. Like, in a good the, or a bad way, though. I think in that way that these days, I mean, it doesn't matter. I think matter. people are looking at it as, like, silly. As long as people are talking about you, it really doesn't matter. And it's like her issue, it's a way to push her issue. I believe kind of, uh, I mean, people are talking, creating more. Re- I mean, she's already, she will always be relevant. She is black comedy. She was one of the first black women since Moms Mabley who, like, was running with mm-hmm. the men. And uh, I think it was just a way for her to, like, stay in. Like, I don't know, she's trending I again. I think that Monique, my only issue with her approach was the video. I get saying the shock value statement of boycott Netflix, but... I, like, like I said, I can appreciate what she said, but it, it's it's something that was a little uncouth about the video that I feel like Monique, it, it might have better served her if she would have had a, a PR PR person or sat down with Robin Roberts. It's not too late for this. Because I was really thinking, not. I was talking to Get Dustin. Good Morning America. I was talking to Dustin, um, Dustin Ross, about this on Twitter yesterday because I was like, uh, he agrees that a good sit-down interview would be her best bet now. Yes. But... Who is she going to sit down with? Because Oprah's out of the question. Wendy's not your girl. Ellen's not your girl. So Ooh. I said Robin Roberts of Good Morning America. That's this to me. That's the the best bet. You can't sit down with the Yanlas. She's on the own network. And she should uh, bring other black female comedians onto well, the show. Well, with thankfully, her. Wanda no one's going to do that. No one's going to do that. Jada spoke about it on Twitter. She's not a female comedian. But she's still, I mean, I'm talking about, sorry, she's, maybe not comedian, but someone who's in the industry. And I still think people, if people aren't willing to speak out on Twitter, then they certainly aren't willing to speak out on an interview because mm-hmm. it's too much of a gamble. We know how seedy this industry is. It is too much of a gamble. And, and Monique has beef with Lee Daniels, Tyler Perry, and Oprah Winfrey. Right. So who's putting their career on the line for that? That is the question. Right. And I think that people have to also understand that Netflix is also like a business just as much as Monique is. And you know what um, I thought was interesting um, in Monique's uh, Periscope? Uh, today she mentioned how you know people were criticizing her as far as like oh you should have renegotiated but she said what Netflix laid on the table is what they laid on the table there was no take it or leave it Um, and I also want to note that this is being alleged by the person himself uh, D. Ray Davis shout out to the to the hometown hero quote unquote (laughs) he is from Chicago but D. Ray mentioned you know D. Ray has a comedy special on Netflix streaming right now and he said he was paid five million million for Mm -hmm. his comedy special and that is an ultimate slap in the face because D. Ray is cute for what he does but as far as Monique has really you know she's earned her bones and paid her dues same with Wanda Sykes Wanda freaking Sykes is hilarious as well I love Wanda stand up I saw an HBO special of her stand up I love her on Blackish in that damn boardroom, mm-hmm. in Dre's boardroom of the advertising agency. So that is most certainly a slap in the face. This conversation kind of reminded me of, I think this was a topic on Early Kiss and Tell, where we were talking about Nicki Minaj and her stance. I forgot what the topic was exactly, but it was something about the Taylor Swift video. And Nicki Minaj was saying something and complaining about something that she was actually relevant, like was relevant and correct about. But because of 
Nicki Minaj and her shaking her ass in an Anaconda video, it wasn't well received. Well, that's I think that goes hand in hand with the two because a lot of people are misogynistic. Yes, they um, are. And, and Monique did bring up how Steve Harvey has been openly critical of her, how Cheryl Underwood, Charlemagne the God, made her donkey of the day. Um, and I think that a that's lot of that... That's what she should do. She should go on the talk. The talk? The talk ain't ready for her. <laughs> they ain't, but I mean... You know, Cheryl Underwood, ain't ready for her. Cheryl Underwood got on in. I mean, Monique called her out on Twitter and told her she was lying. And yeah. She was like, and she said, on Periscope, she said, I'm not going to call my sister a liar, but she lied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Monique is very gravitas. So let me ask you all this, because I've seen Twitter talk about this as well. Um, is Sydney the problem? That's her husband, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. He's part there's of the problem. Been a, there's been a lot but of that's com- your manager. Whether there's that's been your a husband lot or not. of conversation about if Sydney were not in the picture, Monique would be in a different place. But she even she acknowledged. I should go on to say before you all answer, she acknowledged this on Periscope and she said that Sydney kind of you know wheels her in. If he was not in the picture, then she'd be cursing people out on on Periscope. So that's <laughs> I what believe she, that. that's what she said. she said. I mean, I think that would probably even be better. Do you think he's the uh, the problem? As the manager, he's part of the problem. Well, a lot of their husbands, though, are are managers that I work with. And a lot of their husbands or sons are their managers. Um, I don't know. Okay, well, since you're more familiar with that relationship or that dynamic, what do you think? I definitely think he keeps her grounded. I mean, he helped her lose all that weight and stuff like that. And I mean, Mm -hmm. that was a healthy turnaround. Um, I don't know. That's a really hard one. That's I think what, as a manager, that's and I, there's a relationship between um, someone who is doing business with you and that you're married to, and I don't know if some people sl- know slope. how to really like integrate that into your personal life and professional life and separate the two. But even I, I feel like, and I've never been in this situation, but based on examples that I've seen, I feel like even if it is something like that, unless it's a parent-child situation. Um, and even then it gets sticky. I, I just don't think like you, you can't say separate the two because they can never be separated. Nigga, I'm in love. They I'm, can, I can't think straight. They can never I need to be think separated. logistically. They can and never be here, separated. You're batting your eyes and snapping me on the ass. I'm like, okay, no, it's a bad idea. Why? They can never, w- <laughs> Wendy Williams' husband is her manager. Um, we all saw what happened with Beyonce and Matthew. It just, it's just not a good idea. I mean, in, in, in I, I get that when you're starting your career, it probably sounds the most ideal because this person knows me and I trust this person. Unless you're Chris Jenner. Well, yeah, Chris is a fantastic example. But it, how many Chris's do we know? I know. Not many. No. It's, it's typically And you know what's funny? Because I work with my that. stepmom, but I met my stepmother as an adult. So I think it's a little, our dynamic's a little bit yes. different. If you I met her as a child. Yeah. I met her when were, I was... 17 years old and leaving the house and so we really got to know each other probably when i was like in my mid-20s and we worked very well together so monique shared an interesting story about steve harvey on periscope and to paraphrase she loves periscope to par- well she does a radio show right yeah and she she live streams it mm-hmm. um to paraphrase steve harvey who we all know how i feel about him Mm-hmm. Um, he basically, <laughs> she has a running joke with him where she says, nigga, when I'm going to get my money? Because when Monique was coming up, she said that it was such an, an honor to be complimented by Steve Harvey and Steve Harvey saw her and complimented her. So she was like 
banging in the community. Like Steve Harvey, you know, he sees me and she says that uh, he invited her to his comedy club and Monique started out opening for everyone. And then he came to her one week and said, okay, I'm gonna have you go second. And then came to her one week and said, okay, you gonna close out. Monique saying that, you know, that, that she was green to this industry, green and just happy for the opportunity. She did not realize that different places in the show held a different paycheck as well. Mm -hmm. If I'm closing out, that means I'm headlining. Yep. And she was still getting paid the same amount as when she was opening. So she says she has a running quote unquote joke with him as far as where's my goddamn money. Blame the right. manager. And I mean, but also Steve is her friend. I know. I'm he just is saying. a king of comedy. And I don't even think Sydney was managing her at the time. No, he wasn't. He yeah. was not he has not been managing her her whole career. They were childhood best friends, but he was not managing her. It was a joke. So, okay, well, this is a touchy topic for me. Um, so, uh, so that happened. And then she shared some other story as far as they were supposed to be doing a talk show together. And Steve kind of left her hanging with that. Steve has lied and said that he's talked to her. He has not. And it, it should Steve basically. Is interesting. Basically, she's hurt. That's your friend, too? Mm -mm -mm. Basically, she is hurt because. Mm -mm. What gay man do you know as friends with Steve Harvey? None. <laughs> um, Where's the bail? Um, by the way, I did not know that uh, Sydney was a member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. He look it. Yes, he am. No, he does not. He does not look like a cute to me. He looked like he was a cute back in the day and then started eating chicken. Not to leave me. Precious as Popeye. He, he has a smaller stat. To me, he looks like he could be a Sigma. I mean, you know how they have like their stereotypical looks? Q's are more so like that football player build. Do Sydney, I have a look for Sydney one of those fraternities? Which one I can see you being a cap or an alpha. I was going to say alpha. But uh, actually, a cap. <laughs> actually, no, a kappa. I say Why kappa? kappa with that duck, that duck face. But that was just the get out my face, get <laughs> oh, out my duck oh, face. Oh, all fraternities have duck face. <laughs> I know, I'm just joking. Um, but these tight jeans, well, but pretty boy. But uh, so yeah, so Steve, I guess they had this uh, talk show in the works, and then Steve, like, they found out that later on he had pulled out. It was like a money thing. But he has not been the most honest with her. And like I said, they've come up together. He's a king of comedy. She's a queen of comedy. And you know she's they, hurt. You know they toured together. I did not know so, that. I bet that was one hell of a tour. So back in the day before there were movies, or uh, in between the movies, they did a Queens and Kings of Comedy tour. It was like a United House. I remember that. And, uh, and they toured together. Um, a little known fact which, I mean, this is not me really spilling any tea, because, I mean, I know a lot of stuff that I won't repeat until mm -hmm. somebody else says it, but this is mm -hmm. out there. So uh, the, the promoter of that show is responsible for a lot of the riffraff with how aggressive these women are in getting their money, because uh, while they were on the tour, they had to strong-arm him to get paid. So he's also the reason why Miss Laura quit comedy. Wow. Like, he owed her seven, and this is not anything new, because she'll tell you if she was here now. Yeah. He owed her $17,000 and would not give it to her and then kicked her off the tour for asking for it. So the men had no issues getting paid. No, they were getting put in first it class was, on the flights and everything. More, oh, wow. Some more Adele Givens, Monique, Miss Laura, Every they had their hands out. Yeah, so, 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 so the men, because they would get put on flights, commercial flights. Yes. The men were getting put in first class and the women had to ride coach. And they will tell you this because I've sat down and had these conversations. That is disgusting. And, uh, and, and so they wanted to do a Queens of Comedy reboot 
like a uh, yes remote. I remember when Cheryl Underwood came out talking about that three way call and she heard them roasting and toasting her down to the ground allegedly well they did it to her face she was on the phone and uh, you know it was like going back and forth but Monique she, uh, if I'm not mistaken Monique was not a part of on that the, she, wasn't she said on it was call. Adele some more and uh, Miss Laura wasn't a part wasn't it just Ms. Adele Laura. and some more oh Miss Laura was a part yeah. of it <laughs> and uh yeah, so basically... Cheryl is funny, though. I don't know why they were roasting and talking. Like, Cheryl's deaf comedy jam stuff... She's funny, but... Was funny. But she is... Uh, she has a reputation. I'll put it like that. Oh, okay. Mm. And uh, <laughs> so... What kind of reputation, if you can shed some light on it? She's not to be trusted. Okay. So, uh I can see that. Yeah, so... And, and she's, she can be kind of interesting. Okay. Like, she will change the order of a show or get somebody kicked off a show and I mean with comedy comedy is a hustle we take those types it, of things it, it seriously yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, and I don't want to speak very limited as well yeah I don't want to speak ill of anybody but I mean right, yeah. anybody else who came in here you know would tell they were probably t- I'm being nice mm-hmm. but um, yeah so so as far as this reboot goes there was going to be a reboot and so Adele Givens who I love dearly love her um she told them, well, I'm not doing it unless y'all pay Miss Laura. And that's how Miss Laura got her money. Um, but That was uh, so noble. That's sisterhood. Mm-hmm. That's sisterhood. That is yeah. true camaraderie and sisterhood. But Because uh, Miss Laura is an icon, too. I, I was first introduced to Miss Laura through Comic View on BET. Yeah. In the little window with Ray Ren- Ronaldo Ray. Ronaldo Ray. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Comic it was. View. Bruce it, Bruce. Yeah, and Bruce Bruce yeah. hosting Ricky that Smiley. Bruce Bruce hit yeah. it. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing is the the women pioneers of comedy were Moms Mabley, were Lawanda Page. And you know what, they they talked about that on Periscope. They said, when have you known a black female comedian to get, and and, and Monique also emphasized, I want to let you all know this, she also emphasized that when she brought up, you know, uh, Chris Rock, and and Amy Schumer and Dave Chappelle, she was not in any way implying that they should not have gotten what they got. She was saying, give them their stuff, but, but also give, it to me too. give me my right. stuff as well. It wasn't saying like, oh, I'm calling them out on their salaries because they shouldn't have been paid that. Um, but, yeah, I didn't take it as they, that at all. I but think some people, people did. Some well, people did. Well, I will say word on the street That's is ignorant. Amy Schumer steals material. And uh, Well, she's not funny either. She did a whole to me. routine to me. talking about vaginal discharge or whatever. And uh, it oh. was, yeah, that was that was her set. And I don't know. I mean, I've always looked at it as you, I mean, you get women like Amy Schumer. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't know what you said. Yeah, but she was talking about vaginal (laughs) discharge. And so, uh, (laughs) so Amy Schumer talks about, you know, body image issues. Yes. She'll come out on stage with a bikini on and all those types of things. And people are like, oh, my God, she's using her comedy to she's address body so innovative, body. turning her pain into comedy. <laughs> but back in the day, Monique made it okay for big women to be confident in being big. And it was body positivity talk. And they said that she was loud and ghetto. Now you got and this I, white girl do doing think, the same thing. And I do She's think a feminist. That, and I do mm-hmm. think that that uh, does factor into it because Monique is brown and larger and louder. And I do think that that, that uh, factors something into it. But I thought it was also interesting, Monique brought up, when have you known, and I don't know if this was in an attempt to shit on anybody, but oh, she did say about Steve Harvey, you you talk to Trump before you call me. I oh, was like, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> this tea is scalding. Okay. You going to go visit Trump before you call your sister? 
But anyway, uh, she brought up Ida B. Wells, Harriet mm-hmm. Tubman, Mahalia mm-hmm. Jackson, Eartha mm-hmm. Kitt, and Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. And when have you known black men to stand by them? Because you know Eartha Kitt, uh, she, she laid she laid Harry Belafonte out. I remember just <laughs> learning about this, uh, and when she talked inequality, um, Oprah Winfrey, uh, in, what? in particular. Well, you know, I think Eartha Kitt and Harry Belafonte used to have a little something going well, on. Well, yeah, but he said that he would never, like, he, so, I can't remember the quote. Publicly, he But he never. was like, yeah, you're bad for my, black women are bad for my image. I'm going to stay with uh, the white women. So, ugh, that, and he's an activist, quote unquote. Um, well, no, he's done a lot. I'm not going to even shade he him has, like that. but still. But the, the misogynoir is real people, and it's historic. But she also brought up when Oprah Winfrey, she said, I was sister Oprah Winfrey. You know, when Oprah got in trouble with the beef. Uh, with the Texas cattle I farmers. I forgot all about that. Oh, I did. When Oprah Mad got in trouble with the with the Texas <laughs> cattle farmers, Oprah uh-huh. says she's not eating beef, and America's white women threw down their burger patties. They said, <laughs> we're not eating beef either. And a lawsuit was filed by the entire state of Texas, their cattle farmers, against Oprah. And Monique was like, well, where were the brothers, you know, standing by her or publicly coming out to stand by they her? They were eating burgers. Exactly. And so those are just some of the examples that she threw out, even with Harriet Tubman. You know, she she, oh. she threw it back to Harriet. She threw it back Harriet, to Harriet. Man, In history, her Harriet. Own husband. Yep. Sold her out. So um, I thought that that was interesting. Now, my final question to this uh, and. I don't know if this Periscope will still be up by the time you all hear this show. It will be. It was an hour long, and it was very, very, very interesting um, because I believe, I mean, we're all industry or industry adjacent in here, and I I know that I have been quiet about some things, but I also feel like I have not even tasted the beginning of my success so it's just like I, I've had some tug of wars. And when I say I've been silent about some things, I mean directly. I don't think I've ever witnessed anything indirectly and been like, well, girl, or, you know, man, how did that feel? But for myself, just as a black trans woman navigating Hollywood and certain things that people have projected onto me, I've been silent. about. And, you know, you talk amongst your community. So I've talked to trans actresses and and trans musicians and Mm. even gay gay men about some things, you know, like, oh, you're working with him. Well, you know, this is what happened. Oh, that happened to you. Like that type thing as a community. Um, I don't know if I would be willing to right now. 30-year-old Char, <laughs> blow the smoking gun on something. Now, it might be in a book 35 years from now, or but but right now, I, I just don't know if I'd be willing to, p- to pay that price because I, I feel like I have not been able to even taste my success yet, and I mm-hmm. don't want to throw in the towel that early because everyone who I have discrepancies with is more has more money, is more powerful. It's not a peer. I could I could take out a peer, but it's it's, it's people. <laughs> I could take out a peer. Oh yes, spritz of flames. Oh yes, I don't play, but it's the people who are in control who who make the decisions. So I have kept my mouth closed. You want to be on with, good terms with, with people who are making the decision powers. Yes, right. I need to. I'm trying least... to sleep with one of them. <laughs> I'm sure you are. You're being problematic. <laughs> no, he's not. Um, yes, he is. Sex positive. You need to be. Exactly. You need to be able to say that you earned everything that you did the right he way. Listen, you lay on your I've back. been What's earning right it for the last way? 17 years, and somebody come wave and a not, cock in my face now. Well, you know I will what? Do what? I need to do. In fairness, <laughs> in fairness, I will give you all that, but it's different for women. That's As a true. woman, mm-hmm. I can, I want to be able. Mm, you can't speak for women, Jace. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you questioned what I just no, said. No, he said, mm, no, right. you he got said, them mm. together. Sorry, I got something in my teeth. Uh-huh. 
your get prob- it out. Your problematic thought is stuck in it's your teeth. It's different. No, I say that it is different for women. Um, and I'm not even playing up to respectability. It's just different for women. I know personally, I want to be able to get to where I where I get without saying that I laid on my back for That's it. That's true. That's well, just a, pers- but that your a back, personal though. preference. Yeah. I'm getting on all fours. So there you well, go. any anything sexual. <laughs> right. Because when you do things sexually, people can hold, hang that above That's your true. head, and That's then you true. end up feeling salty in the end. That's true. So I believe. Yeah. I just don't. I don't. all for it. If there's a woman said that they slept with someone to get a job, or they did this, and they it was consensual sex, and they did because they wanted it, I wouldn't. I'd be like, all right, cool. I mean, I would too, because that's her pussy, her choice. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying for me, for right. my morale, I'm not laying on my back or getting on all fours or what have you <laughs> to get a position. I'm just right. not doing that. I want to be able to say that my talent spoke for itself. My work ethic spoke for itself. And I find that there's no guarantee with that shit. Let's say you do lay that's down really with somebody. Not. Unless the ink is dry on the contract, you just wasted your damn time. For what? Well... I know someone that slept with a record producer and didn't get a damn thing out of it, but his but but a blocked number. Ooh, woo. Uh, yes, I sure do. Mm. A well. singer. Yes, who slept who slept with a record producer and didn't get a goddamn thing out of it. Time wasted. After all that build up manipulation on both ends. Well, I hope it was good. And he got, right, that's what I'm saying. Was it at least like if you're sleeping with someone for an end goal, then I don't think it matters if it's good or not because you think you're about to be in the booth the next day. That's true. And that don't happen. That would be like if you're sleeping with somebody to be on a national stage on, in, a, in a stadium and, and that not happening for you, would you factor in, well, at least it was good. I would. I would because I, I don't would. care to play a stadium. You know, I think I look at my dream. I think we all look at our dreams differently because you can't promise me a seat on the reel. And I sleep with you, and I'm not. I know that I'm not going to. Com- I know that I'm not going to compartmentalize that idea with myself by saying, "Well, at least the dick was good." No, <laughs> no, I'm not working. No, I'm not doing what I was supposed to do. No, I'm not doing what was promised to me. But at least the sex was good. I don't. That's not how I look at that's my true. dream. Well, Personally, that's not how I look yeah. at my dream. And no, I just funny because like, no, I, I know people about who it, are. But I do believe in working hard and and that type of thing. I do too, but I just I know those people who have worked. I have not per se, but I know I have friends who have like they get off by sleeping with celebrities. Really? Well, mm-hmm. that's different. That's different. It, they it, get off on it. Mm-hmm. it. I secretly want to sleep. I want not not sleep with. I secretly want to have and a you fling be, with a professional basketball. You got to be careful because there's plenty of ushers right. running around here. Oh lord! With okay. the um, with the hurt. Well, I don't know what. And more than that, alleged. And more than that, so you got to be careful. Um, but yeah, so my final question, my fi- since we got <laughs> off track, my final question to you all is, do you think Monique can, re- can recover? Absolutely. Yeah, I do. Absolutely. She, ha- working with her, seeing her, people love her. and I still love her. I think, I was telling my friend yesterday at dinner, if Monique were to drop a Netflix special, let's say we didn't know anything about it and she dropped a Netflix special like a Beyonce people album, would watch it, it would be trending on Twitter. It would be mm-hmm. trending on Twitter. Black Twitter would lose their mind if that would have happened. Like, if it happens tomorrow, people will be like, what the fuck? It's going to be true. Anything that she does that's comedy related, that drops, I feel like it's Especially going to Especially when she will. She always brings it. But, like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be fire, whatever she brings. Do you think that she'll ever be able to make amends with Oprah, uh, Mr. Lee Daniel, as she called him, and Tyler Perry? No. Well, Tyler Perry called her and apologized. So, something obviously is there. That she must be right about. He even offered her. Hush I couldn't money. imagine beefing with Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> mm, that's, more pa- more power to Monique. I would just I kill can, myself. I could not. Well, I don't what? know about all that, but I don't. I couldn't imagine beefing with Oprah Gail Winfrey. 
Just the thought. It don't even Auntie sound o, right. right. Yeah, like, uh, but I mean, Lee Daniels, I mean, Tyler Perry. I mean, well, she said that she would work again with Lee Daniels. So obviously they that. have some sort of amend. It's, it's amendable. Uh, as far as Oprah, she she said that she really did something really personal. So I don't know what that's about. But. Oh, that with the Oprah inviting her family on the show. I've seen, I don't recall that show at all. And I'm an Oprah-nista. But I remember mm-hmm. Monique telling that story. Like Oprah was only supposed to invite her brother, her brother, and then ended up having the whole family on, and it was it, just, it, just it turned into really this whole snafu. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, more power to you, Monique. Uh, I want her to come back, but I love I really them do. all. That's the hard part. Is I love them all. You what know, I love her family? Oprah. I love Oprah, and uh, I love I love what? Star by Lee Daniels. I liked The Butler by Lee Daniels. I like a few of Lee Daniels' work. I like a few of Tyler Perry' work. I like most things. 9.8 times out of 10, I like Oprah stuff. Anything with Oprah's name attached to it, I end up liking typically. But that's just, I'm a Chicago girl. Harpo Studios was in Chicago. Oprah's doing what I want to do professionally. Like, I align, I identify with Oprah a lot in a lot of different ways. So I like them too. And I love Monique. I don't have anything against Monique. I'm not one of those bandwagoners on Twitter. That's I mean, the I'm, thing is, I'm I think critical. A lot of people, I think a lot of people are, because people love Monique. People we grew freaking up on Monique. love Monique. And it's like they a, love Nikki Parker. But people also want her to win too. Apparently online though, people then, absolutely uh, hate her now. But I think it's because a lot of people I feel people, like you can't criticize unless you're in those shoes. Like you can't fully criticize her to sit because I know that Monique is also withholding like, as transparent as she is. Right. I know that it's she's something, some things she's she also withholding th- Yes. She's also withholding. Something things. happened that made her snap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's I don't also, think I don't think that um I want her to. I want her to do well, and I think that she's gonna have a comeback. She's absolutely know, gonna make. A I don't comeback. think that people hate her. I think that people want her to win, but people just don't agree with they the want way her that she's do. going about things. Right. And that does not irritate. Literally, I have not been irritated by anything Monique has done because Monique's not visceral with it. Now, Janet Hubert, because she's been compared to yeah. the original Aunt Viv. <laughs> the original Aunt Viv is a lot. Yeah, Monique she, has not reached that level. Yeah, Monique is always Even though I still love when uh, Janet Hubert called Omarosa Niggerosa. <laughs> I'll never forget that as long as I live. She was over there that with was the funniest burning. That was the funniest oh, thing I had read. Rubbing shea butter in the back of her heels. That was about a year ago. Typing with one hand. Niggerosa. Niggerosa. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mo, you have our support here I at the Cat you. Radio. She is so and sweet and generous and loving. I as believe a it. Per- this is somebody that I know. You hear and me? And I don't believe that she's difficult. Absolutely not. She I believe is that one that's of the a, most that's generous a, women in this business that I've ever You know what I believe with. that that is? I believe that that's a cheap scapegoat to get people to get the public to not like her because it's so easy to say a black woman is difficult to well, work with and it's so easy to say a larger uh browner louder black woman is difficult to work it's so easy to paint black women i feel like that's so so many people's go-to when it comes to black women in particular is she's difficult to work with well these are the same that's why i don't buy it maybe i'm bringing my own bias to the table but that's why i don't buy it no these are the same people that said dave Chappelle was smoking crack okay and then everybody believed that so oh my gosh one of my friends asked me to watch just give it a chance his his newest comedy special where he spent 25 minutes talking trans people again uh, oh yes, this yeah, one. This, time this one was more elaborate. Like he, um, he, well, then the first titty, time was titty like fucked the trans woman. He said he titty fucked a trans woman. Basically, in a nutshell, he said he was out here in L.A. And I know that we're <laughs> off course, but I'm going to give you all the synopsis. He was out here in L.A. and he was at a club and he was dancing. And six songs in, 
the lights come on and he realizes that the woman that he's dancing with is of the trans experience and everybody's laughing at him and shit like that. And he says, why didn't you tell me? And she says, well, I didn't, why I was having a good time. I didn't want to ruin the motherfucking night and I didn't tell you, which I feel that you said. Right. Um, and so, and so, but she also said that I'm about to get up out of here. I'm gonna get out of your hair. I don't want no drama. I don't want no BS. I'm gonna get up out of here. He is the one that that turned to her and said, well, there's two more songs left before the club lets out and they continue to dance, which led to him <laughs> having what he said. He had he ended up having breakfast with her, which means that he spent the night with her. <laughs> and he said that all he did was titty fuck he her. He did more than that. And I believe so as well. But his punchline was that her titties, he said that does not make him gay because her titties are just as real as anybody else's in LA. Implying, <laughs> implying implants. <laughs> but he spent about 25 minutes on trans things, but that was like the long-standing joke that he told, um, which I was not, which was not as bad as the first yeah. go round. Um, and then he, he, he had this bit where he said a trans person wrote him a letter. Yes, that's what ushered it in. Like, I liked your comedy special, but I did not like what you said uh, about because the first one, like, the first one was one, uncomfortable. Dave Chappelle for is, me. has always been chuckle worthy to me. He's never been Monique funny. Monique makes me scream. Samore makes me scream. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, hell, even Ellen, like, some of her stand up is funny as hell. Do you ever um, get to watch Adele? Adele, I, Adele is good. I like Bernie Mac. Yeah. There, Cedric mm -hmm. was good on Kings of Comedy. Um, but, uh, but so yeah, Dave Chappelle has always been like, mm -hmm, for me, like, mm -hmm, like that was cute. Um, and I had a roommate who was obsessed with, oh my God, when I first moved to LA, Brian, this Jewish guy from New York, obsessed with Dave Chappelle. So, uh, I, I rewatched the series and stuff with him and he just, I mean, it was, it was cute. His comedy is cute, but this, this joke, this go round was quote unquote I'm doing air quotes guys it was better than the first go round so that's the story that he told and so yeah shout out to all my sisters out there I'm making wanted, it work I want the one who he titty fucked to come forward you know what I don't think that I would have done like I've been in risky situations with celebrities but I don't know if I have the balls no pun intended <laughs> uh, to uh, be at a club dancing with a celebrity. I mean, I don't know. I can see how you could get lost in that, how I could get lost You're in that, I should say. You're drinks. I was about to say, with the drinks, and if I'm feeling my, as, as Jasmine Masters says, if I'm feeling my zhuzh, and I got a good dress on with a push-up bra and six-inch heels, and I know I'm looking bomb, and my makeup is immaculate, and my curl, my hair is curled just right, I may be feeling my puss. I may be feeling my Isha Nala Kundala. Come on, but that Isha don't mean. Well, I don't know. Take but us to church, Shaw. That does not, I don't know if I'd ever feel comfortable in such, but I understand where she was coming from. Like, I didn't, I want to ruin it. Like, I didn't say that. I don't, and also, <laughs> she doesn't owe him that. Right. I don't feel like she owes him that. No, I love it. It I was mean, an experience. I, I she had fun, it. and apparently he did too. Right, ding dong. We got two more songs. Let's get right. He's the one right. who held her back. Clearly, she was a baddie. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's get on to, Shout to her. the next topic. So, if you guys have been following um, the political things of this country, the U.S. had a government shutdown that they were fighting in Congress for for quite some time, and then it ended up um, shutting down. So during the talk and arguments around shutting down the government, um, a lot of people were asking questions like, what does that mean? What that means for, for our food stamps. Food stamps. <laughs> uh, your W-2s. Your W-2s, you know, your unemployment, 
all that. Um, and so food stamps still were intact. Um, but people who worked for the government, basically they were told that you still have to come to work, but we cannot guarantee you pay, at least for not now. We may be able to pay you six months down the line, but we're trying to really Ooh. kind of figure this out right now in our um, our system that we call this well, griddle. Like, well, y'all figure that out, I'm going to be home scrambling eggs. Right. <laughs> so, um, in my opinion, at home, scrambling eggs, not turkey bacon, regular bacon, because someone asked me for turkey bacon the other day. I said, fuck no. You don't like turkey bacon? Turkey bacon? Do you like? No. I'll have either or. No. Turkey bacon is a blasphemous. Um, but they got this new stuff over at Whole Foods called a uh, squirrel bacon. You ever had that before? Is it actual squirrel? Mm-hmm. It's delicious. I'm not roadkill. I'm not putting a rodent, a tree rodent, in my mouth. <laughs> right. And this is coming from me, someone who. Let me got raccoon meatballs who has had too. Alligator. <laughs> this is coming from. Someone I like who's alligator. Had, uh, but I'm not putting tree rodent in my mouth. You wouldn't eat squirrel. No. Squirrel bait. It's so oh my good. gosh. He's no, joking, and, and he's talking about a joke he told me no, about two weeks ago no, it's about. Not. Should I tell that joke? What joke? About the squirrel. Tell the gerbil, excuse me. Oh, putting the gerbil up my butt. I mean, um, never mind. So my topic is, he had me sipping margaritas, being non-judgmental about him putting a gerbil up his asshole and having it crawl out as it it defrosted. You know what? It's been fun, guys. I gotta go. I don't know if this is a joke or real life. Either I didn't know way, for 30 minutes. I was not just, I just felt bad for the gerbil. Um, you should have felt bad for me. I'm the one that got clawed up. <laughs> Bloody rectums. Um, you know what? So, my question to you know y'all. What? First of all, would y'all show up to work? You know what? What type of show am I on, sweet Jesus? Heavenly Father. Oh my God! My counselor, <laughs> Jehovah Jireh. But could you Rafa, imagine sitting at this table with them looking at me in the eyes, like just deep, like this me and my ex? I was just like, what? but the gerbil. Okay. Anyways, would y'all go to work? First of all, hell no. No, Shar. If would I you go to work? would I go to work if I wasn't being paid until six months down the line? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. First, first question. So my second question actually kind of hypothetically speaking unless it was like a lump because you know like sometimes in this like i'm i'm speaking of like hollywood sometimes you don't get paid yeah until a few months but it's right, like right, it'd right, be right, like right. six thousand mm-hmm. dollars like but Cash if it's out. like what i would normally make over a weekend like you get, if government jobs you typically get paid bi-weekly so yeah, I'm making my money it's usually on the nightstand the next morning oh so that's what I'm used oh. To. oh oh judge <laughs> with the dribble skeleton involved <laughs> Um, oh my god but so (laughs) do y'all think if the if the state of this country i should say um not the world did not revolve around money there was no money there was no paychecks you went to work and that's just how you lived so it's hypothetical so your bills got paid no matter what you you just had to be in attendance would you think that the industries of porn and stripping would still exist. Yes, but they would look different. How? Well, <laughs> don't say gerbils. <laughs> That's not porn <laughs> or stripping. I think. <laughs> I think. 
people would still strip. But <laughs> oh my God, get your thought out. Right. Do we need to throw the commercial? It would be. I think it would be more for fun. It'd be for more, fun. More for fun. Okay. Like, you see people. <laughs> oh my God. See that water right there? You see people who <laughs> be in there. <laughs> Is the dribble inside you right now? Like, what is going on? It's moving around, a right? Bit. Just squirming. No, I, I think... know you all are surprised. I'm still here, but I am. <laughs> Thank just you, check, Char. Just checking in. The professional with the Shar highs okay. out there. Okay, okay, okay. So I believe that it would be people would still strip, <laughs> but <laughs> don't look. But it me. would be for fun. For fun, it would be for right. fun and not necessity. Like, you know how you go in and yes. there'd be some people in there. And they like fifty three, and he like I've never seen, now that I've never witnessed aside from like an Adam Sandler movie. Fifty three, I have. No, they be real. Vegas, they be real, and they and they and no shade to nobody. I mean, we got all, but it's like they be fifty three with stretch marks and they ain't clipped their toenails and oh, <laughs> don't ruin the illusion. I mean, at least keep yourself up. Somebody from, watching the kids, you know, stuff like that, and you right. know they only up there because they got kids to feed. For me, I think that people would still do it because, like you said, it's as long as you go to work, all your stuff will be taken care of. Mm -hmm. Stripping is a form of work. Doing pornography is a form of work. Mm -hmm. So people would say, and people use those people who work, you know, I guess more traditional, con quote unquote, conventional jobs, look to porn and stripping as a form of release, Boom. no pun intended, or entertainment. Mm -hmm. So people would still be, but I do believe that it would put to the test as far as who really likes what they do. Because I feel like if, if that really were the world that we were living in, um, there would be a lot more robots in these cubicles because it would be as long as I'm working. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter that Blue Cross Blue Shield is offering to pay me $1,000 every two days if money's not an issue matter, right? and yeah. I can do what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I can be a therapist and do what I want to do, you know, like things like that. Right. So I, I believe it would be very different world. Yeah. Because like if be money wasn't an issue. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And your bills still get paid. Right. Absolutely. I think also um, the thing with how you said uh, people look for it as entertainment. I think I've never done porn or stripped before. Well, like in high school. I, I did it when I was in college. I used to strip at this club called Buns. Yeah. Strip or go-go dance? Strip. It was Buns in Baltimore. They wanted, it was one of them butt-naked ghetto clubs. So why oh. did you do it? Because I thought it was cool. And I was 19 and I had a cute little body and I wanted to be seen. And I thought right. I could make some extra money for college. So that's my exact point. Because I think people do it because the, they get a high or they get like, you know, I'm cute. It's like a, you know, I'm, I'm self-assured. That's a lot tougher to do than it looks, though. Oh, I believe so. Absolutely. I'd imagine. Yeah, because it's like you got to get up and they be looking at you all hard and stuff. And I'd be like, you're literally you? like giving yeah, your like, God given body out. Yeah, I'm like, why are you looking at that? Like, right. look at something. Look, uh, look up here. And they and, come to look at you. Yeah. And then they and it depends. Like if you at <clears throat> our clubs, you know, they touch on you and squeeze nipples and do this and do that. And they might give you a dollar. Whereas if you Oof. go to a gentleman's club. You know, you get you getting, nice you getting money. racks on racks on racks versus like a ratchet club. You're getting full on sexually assaulted and you <laughs> might be able to get a McDouble at the end of the night. Right. right. And a cider fry. Maybe. Right. Hey, Jesus Christ. 
Yeah. So I think because actually my friend kind of asked me that the other day. And um, I was kind of thinking about the government shutdown and like people asking that like you have to go to work and not get paid. And I was just like, I wonder if you know. I think specifically pornography. If I worked in the government, I don't understand why you got to wait till six months later to give me my damn check. I work for the damn government. The government right. shut put down. It, I'm saying, but put it on there the next week that we run in. If I work for the government, they didn't know how long to get shut down for. They reinstated the government got, three days later. Y'all got the treasury. I work. I, I work in alignment with the with the tre- U.S. Treasury. Give me my damn money. But it, it don't need to be six. I'm saying, but when it kicks back up. Right. I don't need to wait six months if I work in the government. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's well, what I'm saying. I mean, no, the whole thing was ridiculous, to be honest. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think with porn, there's a little bit more. I don't know what do you guys think. More of a uh, a high when it comes to some being of, a uh, entertainer to somebody them, else. Some of them genuinely do it for the cash. I have I have a friend that has done porn, and it's literally work. He said nothing yeah. about it was was pleasure. Like it's literally work. Like work. Like it does not feel like fun or this is so cool. It's literally work. Well, some of them you can look at them and see the chemistry in it. Like you can see they. I mean, even with, with, but with I'm chemistry, talking even mean the chemistry. I'm they gotta about, get angles and you gotta stop here. But you can and enjoy hold your work though. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking about like the chemistry between two actors. I'm saying like you know you come to work like um, I used to work at a restaurant for years and I liked being there. I made my guap, but like I actually enjoyed working there. It was very hard work, and I was on my feet for eight hours at some point. But you enjoyed but it. But I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Well, he enjoyed it as well, but he just said it felt like he thought it was going to be something different than what it was. And he said it was work. Yeah. Oh. Nothing about it was like, oh, we're going to have fun, and there's going to be, it's just going to be cameras and lights, and you just have sex and do it. Like, no, it was work. There's different positions required, mm-hmm. angles. It's a full-blown production. You got to stop, like, but maintain, you know, like your erection. Like, it was full-on oh, that, work. That's too much work. That, what? What do you think behind the scenes was? They I just make just it too... look, you know, but it's it's full-on work. Just like you what? watching um J- the new Jumanji movie. For an hour and twenty minutes, that took months to make. Well, let's hope they didn't take months <laughs> to do what they do. I mean, no, and, <laughs> and he really wasn't getting because he was he he had just broken into porn and he was not a porn star. I think he was only getting like three hundred dollars per scene. That's about they they gave one of my friends two hundred dollars and a Greyhound bus ticket. Oh, and he got reamed out on that video. He's oh. better off scamming, honestly. And I don't endorse scamming, but I mean. Because porn is an honest living. Or staying in your own city. <laughs> well, work ain't honest, but it pays the bills. Right. But uh, $200 and a Greyhound? And a Greyhound ticket. Oh, no. And I can pull the video up. He will tell. I'd, yeah. I'd rather not. I don't not. want to. Thanks. The video was, because, I mean, we we went to and school then, with and this And then, you know what? That's something that should also be going back to the Monique thing. How do how does he know that he was paid what he deserved? If you say that he got wrung out on the video, oh he and got well, bottoms two, get paid more two hundred dollars. I'm assuming he was gay. Well, he, he or was, they gave he porn, was gay, I should he say. was gay for pay. Right, he was gay for the scene. Right. How do how does he know that he got paid what he deserved to be paid? He know he didn't get paid. I mean, but the bus ticket was like you know. It doesn't right. matter. Bus ticket is is separate from what you're paying me for my services. That's, and they gave him a couple of cigarettes afterwards. Oh, say, you know. Say uh uh-uh. uh. But I would have been like, I would have went straight to to, to my um, Instagram and been like, "Hey, my no, loves, no, no, this is <laughs> join me in boycotting. <laughs> what production was this? 
Uh, I don't know. I know. I think it might have been with Black Rain. It was with uh, Join Me in Boycotting Black Rain Productions. Ooh, and it was they with put Cash me on Ray. the Greyhound, gave me two hundred dollars and a few cigarettes. They offered me a Greyhound ticket, two hundred dollars and a few cigarettes to get woe out on camera. He got because it was with Cash. I love Ray. us for real. So I've just <laughs> looked it up right now. So according to Jerry Springer, um, there are some stats that are out. So for eight hundred dollars is for some girl on girl scene. Um, a thousand dollars for a gay on girl scene. Gay on girl. Sorry, guy on girl. What type of white porn is it? Because I think the black uh the black yeah, this, the dog pound ain't paying this. I was I'll say that to say much. my friend was at a black porn company, honey. He got three hundred dollars. This is Jerry. Yeah, and that Springer. Was it. Yeah, and so uh, it's twelve hundred for more anal sex. For more anal, oh, or more for anal sex, excuse me. Oh, okay. And they then talk for of, DP, you got to do a little double bit, penetration a little is bit four thousand dollars. They're talking about these top tier production companies, right. because <laughs> look up ghetto on your grandma's okay. couch. I was you gonna say, let's let's not, Jason. You have any more to add to your topic? <laughs> no, thank you guys for your input. I appreciate it. And tweet us too. I want to know your responses. Hashtag khe ratio. And and uh, ask the question again so people. Don't get lost in the topic. So the yeah, question right. is, if money was not a factor in... Would you work for Black Rain or Dog Pound? No, I'm just that's playing. not the question. <laughs> if money was not a factor when it came to employment, would there, the porn or the shipping industry still exist? Absolutely. And you can add to the hashtag with KAT Radio. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get into the kiss and tell kudos. All right, time for the Kiss and Tell Kudos. This week's Kiss and Tell Kudos goes to none other than Miss Laverne Cox. Laverne Cox is making history yet again. Shout out to black trans women. She is the first ever trans woman to cover Cosmopolitan magazine. Hey. She looks fantabulous. Mm-hmm. If you all have not seen this, I will include the photo under, you all know that I live tweet the show on Fridays, um, and I will include the photo, but she is on the cover of Cosmopolitan. But it's, it's the South African um, edition of the February. So February 2018, South African edition. You can go to her Instagram. She has a link in her bio or under the picture, one or the other, and you can order your copy as a collector's item today if you so wish to. She looks great. And she even did the Cosmo quiz. I love a good Cosmo quiz. Love it, love she it, love does. it. She does. I mean, that's every a time picture you from her. it, but that's not the cover. Yeah, that's the cover. Every time that's you see her, cover. she just looks better and better. What is she doing? But she has the lip sync too that she was at last week, right? Yes, she did do lip sync battle for the MJ um, trip. That was last Thursday, I want to mm-hmm. say. Yeah, she did that. It was her, Taraji, Neil Patrick Harris, and some other little girl. Did you see the um, Tay Diggs doing Kristen Aguilera? Yes. <laughs> Child, what is yes. she doing? I mean, what is she doing? Like, she just looks better and better. At, like, every time. You, well, she you, has lost a lot of weight. Yeah, she if you look at weight. those Orange is the New Black promo pictures from season one, she's she's tightened up. And who knows? You know, Laverne has reached a certain tax bracket where you can go get lunchtime stuff nipped and tucked and plugged. If she's so, you know, if that's her route. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go get a little bit done. Skin resurfacing. Like, you can. Call the Germ King. Shout out to Landon. I mean, she looks incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She looks good. So shout out to Laverne. Kiss and tell kudos. Hold on. I'm still looking at her. Oh, you I need my phone, honey. <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, she looks fabulous. Yeah. She does look good. 
Oh, and shout out to Deja, her key makeup artist. I hung out with Deja last weekend. Oh, I love and Deja. And we had a blast. That was my first time partying with her. I love partying with, as of now, like as far as trans women. I mean, I love everybody listening. But Raquel Willis and Deja Smith. Oh, my gosh. I just feel so free with those girls. I feel like we see each other. Like Nene told Candy. Deja is a sweetie. Got my mind yeah. made up. So... so Samson, tell us about your documentary that is actually on Reverie. Uh, I don't. Um, oh yeah, so it's a couple of them. So there's that. Oh, bitch. multiple. Yeah, there's that bitch better be funny, which is a comedy special. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the one that was recorded at the Howard Theater, uh, and I think uh, a tough act to follow is on there. A tough act to follow is a documentary basically about. Some of what Monique is talking about now is about pay disparities. It's about mm-hmm. lack of opportunities. It's about gender bias, g- gender color bias, bias. Color, all of it, <laughs> all of it. You know, sexuality bias. <laughs> like, I mean, it's yeah. I've, do you face challenges? Absolutely. As a, yeah, I'm I'm sure. absolutely. And um, like I've been doing this for a long time. Like I was one of the first black gay standups in the country, and I'm still one of the very few. Mm-hmm. Seventeen and years. Seventeen years. You've been doing standup for seventeen. Seventeen years. years. I started when I was fifteen. Wow. Sneaking in clubs. And it was doing it, doing it, baby. Mm-hmm. Do it. You know, I did it a little bit differently back then, but you know, I was still Different doing how. it. Well, the first couple years that I did it, I was on stage doing, you know, uh, jokes about crackheads and child support because I thought it, that's what black comedians had to do. Mm, the club, I was, the, the club I was working at, got shut down. And during that period of time, I was in high school. I was in my junior or senior year. I was coming out. And, now, um, did you know? I have to interrupt you really quickly before you move on. Did you know about the order and the different pay grades? Like what Monique shared about how how she didn't know she was supposed to be getting paid. Like, were you opening? Were you closing? Were you middle? Did you know I you were supposed started? to? Yeah, like when you first were in this club illegally as a fifteen year old. <laughs> oh, I was you, just doing drinking time. the audio, motherfucker. I was just doing time. So you just go in and. So well, you don't always get. You're saying that you were basically was, like volunteering. Yeah. Just to get show, earn your bone. I've worked for free before, yeah. so I get it. It's like going to open mic night. Yes. Okay. So you gotcha. go in and and mm-hmm. if you're any okay. good and you work hard enough, then they put you on a show. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, I didn't know because when I first started getting called to come out on the road. I remember I got called to come to Boston, Harvard University called. Wow. And uh, they said, well, how much will you do a one-hour show for? And I told them people, $200. See, I never, I, and I always refer to my friends um, because I don't, I don't talk to, well, I have a few friends from a network that I used to work with who do the whole hosting thing. But for the most part, I refer to my friends who are musicians. Yeah, yeah. But it's a different ball game because I'm not performing for two hours or an hour. And I'm not performing a 30-song set. I, these people want me to host the gala and right. I never know because I do not believe in working for free now right. but I never know what to say when they're like okay well what's your uh, what's your what's, what's your, your rate what's your rate right. this is what and I'm I, like I'll get back to you oh my god this is why I need a middleman. what this, the hell this, am I gonna well, answer this is what I have a standard rate now but I did learn because right after Harvard um, I got called to come because I had what got me on the club circuit was what I wrote a, a a book and then right around that time I was on MTV Real World I wasn't a star I had just appeared on there at the okay. Equality March and oh, things I was like about that to say, like, what? yeah so <laughs> so they had never seen like I mean it, I was just running around a couple episodes but like they had never seen what I was on there doing and it this was before the internet 
Mm-hmm. This is when MySpace was a thing. Okay. And you had to go to like MTV.com and leave a comment. They was like, well, who was that black dude? Yeah, and yeah, And then yeah. they started Before tracking Before you could it. just do a hashtag. Right, yeah. before yeah. social media was yeah. And, yeah. uh, the go-to. So I was used to working at clubs for, you know, a chicken basket and 20 bucks. Right. So I'm thinking, you know, 200 is a lot of money. So I got called to come to Central Michigan University. Mm-hmm. They asked me, what did I want? I said $200 for an hour show. I got there and I went in the office to get my check. And they paid for your travel, correct? They paid for my okay. travel. And they were really nice. Like they put wine in my room. They Uh-oh. put yeah. Were you they, of age now? Yeah, I was early twenties. <laughs> Good I was, question, Jay. I was early I was fourteen. I'm, I'm right. Thinking you seventeen. Right. I was fourteen and they put crack in my room. Uh-huh. No, oh, but uh, no, but yeah, I was in early twenties or whatever, so I went and they, they were so sweet to me and I couldn't understand why. So they'd had Chaz Bono there. Okay. Uh, RuPaul was there. Oh. And I saw you how much. You were in good company. Yeah. And I saw how much they'd made. Oh, and you gagged. Because you saw the checks. I saw the, uh, there's the check and then there's like the. The uh, little spreadsheet. Yeah. Oh. Not, to, not to interrupt you, but back in the day, I remember Wendy Williams sharing a story because she earned her bones. You know, when you work overnight as a radio personality, you don't get as much as like the person, like the 10 a.m. Right. person. And Wendy <clears throat> said when she uh, was in New York and she was, this was like a fresh faced Wendy, like 22. This is before everything became so electronic. And she said she was bored. Like a, she put a radio on, you know, like a, like three songs on and got up and just was walking around. And they had like little cubbies as mailboxes. And she said she grabbed her coworkers uh, check and got a little pencil t- and delicately opened the, the envelope and saw what he was making in comparison to her for the same work. Um, and that's how she was able to negotiate. Like, that's how she knew her asking point when negotiations mm-hmm. came around. Cause she was like, are you kidding me? Cause they were totally robbing her yeah. of her time. And you know, she was growing. Wendy is a great, whether you like Wendy or not, she has, she's a, she's a broadcaster and she's a fantastic broadcaster. That's how she had, has, has had a 30 something year career in media mm-hmm. uh, on the radio and TV. And so, um, I always hearken back to that because that's illegal to do, of course, uh, and is, there's but... cameras and stuff now, but and now everything <laughs> is is electronic. So uh, this right. is like the, the, the this is like the pay discrepancy episode, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that's so, how, how I learned, that's how so I learned how saw... to start asking. So because when also, I saw it, but I was... also did you feel worthy? Because my thing would have been, I imagine if I would have seen what RuPaul and Chaz were making, I would have been like, okay, damn, that's a lot. But I'm also not at that level yet. No, because I also saw like they just had a spreadsheet of like payouts. Okay. So I saw other people who'd come in, including maybe. You know, they had a D-Lo, who is a trans comic, come in. Do you know Flame, by the way? A really good friend of mine. Okay. Flame is going to be I saw Flame on Comic View when I was little, and I remember thinking, wow. Like, (laughs) she's a trans woman, a black trans woman. Yeah, there's D-Loco, there's Flame. There aren't that many trans comics, but Flame is legendary. Um, and we were working on a project now together too. Sickening. But, but uh, continue your story. I, I'm sorry, guys, that I keep interrupting. So yeah, him. it was just... like just a little spreadsheet, and you know, people were fifteen. The lowest I saw in there was fifteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So then I go down and I see two hundred, and I'm like, what? Embarrassing. And I so I remember the and names. to know that you could have at least gotten a thousand yeah. at the very least. And I googled some of these people, and these were people who had I had ten years on them. Wow. And things like that, and so. Now what that taught me to do is when somebody called, well, I have a manager that answers the call Something now. Something that I need. Come on, manager. Yeah. But 
now what you do is if you don't know, you say, okay, well, who else have you hired there before? You know, who'd you have last year? Uh, you know, who was the entertainer or whatever? And then you write that down and you research those people, research the places that they play and things uh-huh. that they've done. And then you can kind of like measure them. Or if you know there. them. You know yeah, them. if you know them. The call world, them up. The, Yo, how much? The world is so small now. <laughs> yeah. Or you can call the office and ask, you know, say, hey, how much would it cost to book, X? you know, such and such. Oh. And then you call back mm-hmm. and then you say, well, this is my price. Gotcha. But and, add five hundred of that, and then negotiate. I that. never yeah. thought to do something like that. Well, I learned that, and That's and clever. and to look at a at a sheet and see all these different people, and I saw two hundred, it clicked, and I said, "This is why they've been so nice to me this whole trip because I charged them. I did, basically yeah, did it for two free." Chuck and the room. Chump change. Yeah, fifteen hundred dollars is a nice a mega bus little dealy. Did they put you on the bus? No, 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 no. I was living in D.C., so they flew me from D.C. to uh, Michigan to uh, I was some gonna say part that of Michigan. I knew you were living in D.C. at the time. I was like, I wish they would put you on the bus <laughs> in my head. They, like, no, they put me in a grocery cart. Just <laughs> playing. Okay, but yeah, but I mean, it's I've definitely learned a lot of. I've definitely become very business savvy, which I'm glad that you I have, did. You really I have mean, seventeen to be. years. Yeah, yeah, and you just this and, is your and, career. And, yeah, and, and I learned and, a lot through people's stories like the unsungs of it all the true hollywood stories of it all like things that don't really even air anymore but you learn a lot there's not a lot of examples for me as far as like personalities and hosts and things so i look look at a lot of it it seems like musicians are often the ones that get the short end of the stick because i don't even see a lot of examples of comedians or actors i mean i do but it's it's the record the record business is seems to be the seediest yeah and so um that's because it's a little different and so i learned a lot i think that's why i'm such a fan of autobiographies and i just finished jennifer lewis's book at the beginning of the year and i've listened to certain chapters over again because that was my first audiobook and i learned even a lot from her she doesn't really talk about pay uh discrepancies and and things like that but she talks about so much more and so that that's interesting so if you don't mind me asking what what are some of the challenges being black i i assume that you cater to a black audience or is it like a mixed bag? Like, what does your demographic look like? Everybody comes out. Okay. It is so beautiful. I mean, a lot of black lesbians come out to see me. Really? Oh, yeah. The least, sadly, and it's really hurt me for a long time, the least in attendance were black gay men. Oh, yeah. And that I can hurt believe me it. to my heart. That still bothers me sometimes because I'm like, we don't support and push our own. I have and friends that are, are gay musicians and they say the same. Well, not that same sentiment, but gay black men are not the... With me, mine is women. I don't know if they're gay or straight, but I've, I've of course, women. researched my demographics. It's like women and like from the youngest of the young, like 17 to like 60 mm-hmm. that are like on my Instagram, on my YouTube, like when my YouTube was up and running consistently, it's it's women. I think it's like 64% women and then 50 something men or 40 something men, what have you. I don't know the, the percentages you, off the top of yeah, my head. Yeah, I like check. I check um, my analytics all the time. Yeah, check the analytics. And women, mine, lo- black women love me. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mine have always been, it's uh, I, I would do it and it would be like 29% men, then the rest of women. And then it would be women in the age group of thirty-five and fifty-five, and I'm like, those are lesbians. That's so cool. <laughs> see, I don't, I don't. Them is a lesbian. I don't know. Well, my... and I see them when they come out. You know. They... Yeah. I see. I I assume based on the people who request me for things and 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 to to correspond for them, I assume that mine are cis hat women because it's a lot of straight black, um, 
cis women who are often emailing me or ringing my phone. It's mm. not really anybody else. Well, and, Do you and, know your demographic, Jace? Black amen. Really? Black amen. Lucky you. Well, Jace is also the spokesperson for a lot of different things yeah. that affect the black gay male community. But, I, well, this is the thing. Um, especially, like, I mean, I think, I like you said, like, I mean, even though I've done a lot of great things, I don't believe I've quite hit my heyday yet. But there was a time years ago when Noah... I know I haven't even tasted mine. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. You know, uh, Noah's Ark Jace. was the thing. And, yes. And so back when I was doing comedy back in that era, uh, people were, everybody was trying to be a homo thug or trying to come out. So they're trying to be Wade or Noah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... You in a yeah, crop top or baggy jeans? Well, back then it was a lot of people came out and they would like, you know, they would have on their baggy jeans and army fatigue. What year was this? 2005, 2006. Oh, that was at the height of the DL, uh, the DL conversation when a black man couldn't even sneeze without being accused of being on the down low. That was at the height of mm-hmm. that. J.L. King went on Oprah and promoted his book. Ricky Lake had guests. Common like, was Ryan You know, Pink. me and... Me and uh, Movies that come out, like... J.L. King and I, we were supposed to do a reality series together, and we shot it for OWN Network. I was his love interest on the show, and me and his wife got into an uh, argument, or a fight, rather. Is he still, he's a still fist married? fight? We got... It got pretty intense. He's, he's in Atlanta. I just like came to my show. Like a love and hip-hop? It was... Okay, so basically the show... You throw a martini? I'm going to tell you what happened. So basically the show was about uh, them, They, you know, each person moving on after he came out or whatever. Okay. And so it showed her moving on. She was a v- very upset. Um, I, would, I would be upset as well. Like, because I mean, obviously some reality is scripted. But when I walked in the house. You just felt it. She meant that. She said, so I'm going to have to work with you, huh? And I was mm. like, they just bought me here. She was like, that's unfortunate. Would you like a sandwich? And oh. then I said, oh, are you cooking? And she said, do you cook sandwiches? Ooh! <laughs> so, so. Mama uh, was playing on your time. Yeah, right. so she was really giving me, and then when she, she like, she pulled out this fruit basket, and she, like, ripped it off, and then she was, she slammed. I'd have like been a, like, I don't want anything. Was this being filmed at this point? Yes. Okay. Yes, honest to God, everything I'm telling you. So we got to a fight about the Bible and everything. So she the slammed Bible. down a tuna fish sandwich in front of me and said, I should have poisoned it. And I didn't eat the sandwich. I wouldn't have eaten it. No. Because she might have. And I don't imagine anything like that going on air on own. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's probably why I didn't kiss. Right. But I, I understand it. the pitch for own because Oprah really propelled that. That was an interesting series because she had Terry McMillan and her ex-husband on that same year, I want to say. Like, it, it was all the rave if you were a black man and you so much as did something that did not align with what society said Isn't a black right, man was. Is it, I mean, it was, and it was totally different. Because, I'm just saying uh, it was very tough. It, it was a landmine I back kind, in 04, 05. Well, I kind of miss it because that's, I mean, I still work now, but... That's when I was in really high demand from uh-huh. from oh five to about two thousand and twelve thirteen. I wasn't like in serious demand. Yeah, because you know we it comes would, in waves. Yeah, you, but you we would you could just see it because we would play these clubs and people would come through the like you could come through the front or the back. So we had to have two people. All the lesbians and the women would come through the front, and all these guys would come through the back door, oh. and um, we would have to do two or three shows. Because it was just the different, the attitude was different, mm. and it was it was so, different. So, so what have you dealt with? What what are some of the negative? What are some of the cons of being a visible 
And I know that I asked you this, but I don't think that we fully touched on it. So what are some of the cons of being um, an open, visible, uh, black, black, gay, and gay. comedian? You try to get pigeonholed, and that's hard because as a result... Like, people try to pigeonhole they you. They try to pigeonhole yeah. you, but I mean... I. I do. I go to Mississippi and get standing ovations. So oh. you can't be pigeonholed, you know, if you're great and if you know what mm-hmm. you're doing and if you're truly relatable and good at what you do. Um, and let's be real, there it, there hasn't been a lane created for us. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a constant fight. That's been the biggest one is just like it is so much fighting and it really wears you out and it. It is really, I mean, I still love it. When you say fighting, what do you mean uh, in particular? Fighting for visibility, fighting for support from the community, fighting for opportunities. Yeah. Um, Money. Money. Oh, my God. But thankfully, I'm smart. I have, I think, four books out and some albums. Oh, Uh, my God. Four? Yeah, that bitch better be funny. Sold 7,000 copies and it's still selling. So that keeps me. Hey. You You got to wear many different hats. And I even saw the clip that you posted with Monique reprimanding someone who mm-hmm. I think, correct yes. me if I'm wrong, he called you the the he six letter me, F he, word. Yeah, he called me one, I, and that was last year I opened. And that was just last year? Was just last Damn. year. I Jeez. still face homophobic audiences. Well, yeah. 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 No, I'm sure. I mean, black But it was audiences. nice to see Monique. I know that Monique is very, uh, she is, she's always been for the community. And mm-hmm. she's even mentioned that in her stand-up. One of, one of the things that comes to mind is her, uh, I could have been your cellmate. Um, Showtime. So I think it was a Showtime. So it's on Netflix now. Ironically, unless they took it off. Right. <laughs> you you never know. Trash. Uh, but <laughs> she talks about how her older son Shalon uh, had uh, two gay friends clicking and clacking all over her house. I'll let you all get into the joke, and maybe you can YouTube it. But she always seems to be uh, at least pro gay. I don't know how what her stance is on trans women, but uh, she loves. We had a conversation about it in the green room. Because, you know, you can be pro. I see this all the time. I did a BuzzFeed video that you all know about. Or maybe you don't, but I'll post it under the link for this show. Um, I did a BuzzFeed video uh, talking trans issues. And a lot of... I saw at least two or three comments that were like, you know, the gay community has my utmost respect, but I can't get with this trans shit. Or just a whole bunch of... I mean, because we are very different. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so there was you, nice to see Monique show up for yeah. you. So you're, you, would you say your biggest hurdle is uh, homophobic audiences and, and pay? No, no. It's, Representation, right? Opportunity. Opportunity. It's opportunity. And it's because, I mean, it's, I hate to say this, but there aren't that many of us running around. And it seems like if they cared about true visibility, like, and, and I mean, it's so few of us that exist. That there's no reason why we shouldn't be working every weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So do you feel a, a, a certain amount of pressure? Because I often get asked this question. Do you feel a certain amount of pressure with being so visible and being so few that are, are in demand and top tier, so to speak? Do you feel a certain pressure as to not, quote unquote, mess up anything? Like you have to be on. Like you have to be the voice for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's good. Because I don't feel that way Mm-mm. either for me. I'm, I'm Char and I can I, only I speak for Char. To. Back when they were sneaking in the back door, I felt that way. Yeah. But uh, you know, over time, you do you gain perspective. Yeah. Overall, and so no. What's in my cup is in my cup. Yeah. Did you have anything else to add, Jay? Yeah, we're gonna play a little a little game. Okay. Oh. Um. Lord. Yeah. So we're not gonna play the. What's this? Full you putting game. in my lap? No, I'm just playing. I'm playing. Uh, I'm playing. Shut up. <laughs> 
gerbil cage. Right. <laughs> That's my ad. No, I'm just So if you guys man. saw this week, uh, Ja Rule had a few things to say to Curtis Peterson Jackson. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be, do you, you see those tweets? I heard about a couple of He went of them. on a, a random tangent. Like two random tangents. Calling him a power bottom and like he's irrelevant. He called Keep, him a power bottom? Yeah, hashtag power bottom. Keep your name out of my mouth. Yada, yada, yada. Anyways, it reminded me of how much I love 50 Cent and the song 21 Questions. Well, Jay, um, uh, Vivica did say he liked to have get t- a salad. Yeah, he put so like he hashtag tickle booty. And like, he, never, it was just, he never, he never de- um, denied it. Tank right. enjoys it too. I the R&B Tank. singer Tank enjoys right. it too. He definitely got on people for saying like, oh, he's gay. Because like, you're saying that gay is a negative connotation. But anyways, back to 21 Questions. Mm-hmm. Samson, you're on the hot spot. We're not going to do all 21 because they're kind of like elaborate okay um we'll do three of my favorites so then it's not 21 questions but well we'll get through <laughs> that was the <laughs> intro we'll get through as many as we'll we get can. through as many we're gonna as play 21 to. questions but we really gonna ask three right um so first question what do most people think about you that is absolutely not true oh um oh i know one of them is that uh I'm some prissy, fierce, this and that. Like, you know, it's, which I mean, I think I have that energy. I'm like, are you not? Not all the time. I'm actually, <laughs> like a lot of people see me and they assume that I'm like. Like a prima donna. A lady. Oh, like a lady. Okay. Yeah, Do you mean like, like hyper feminine? A diva, like a diva lady. And I'm actually kind of like, I mean, I sit across my, because there's a part of me that's really feminine that I embrace, but that's because I'm also very secure in my manhood. Absolutely. Um, and I'm actually very uh, take charge. I'm very um, aggressive. Mm. And a lot of people don't, a lot of people the think, think that I'm you're passive. Not passive, but a lot of people just think that I'm. Like a diva, like even a lot of the guys who approach me, they approach me like, when can I? Like this dude tweeted me and said, "When can I come over?" Well, I'm not gonna say that, but what? He tweeted something to me, and I mean, I get approached like this, and I do. I got a nice big old ass, so a lot of people, I guess, they think, "Oh, well, he just be doing whatever," and I'm just like, uh, "No." Oh, mm, interesting. Um, a lot of people think I'm a lady, and I'm not. Got it. Um, what should they teach in high school that they don't? Hmm. Now that is a hard one. Um. Can we come back to that one? Sure. <laughs> um. You have one hundred bucks to burn, and all your friends are busy, and you have the whole day to yourself. What are you doing? Oh, I'm going to a movie. I'm going to get something good to eat. If I'm in L.A., I'm, what are we going, eating? To, I'm going to Doolin's to get me a soul food plate. Doolin's? Where's that it's at? It's on Crenshaw. Oh my! All of that food. Yeah. They give you so much food for like $21. You get a whole half I've never of been chip. there before. How yeah. have I been and you haven't? Crenshaw and what? It's a 4,900 block of, of my favorite one is the Oh, oh that's deep. No, it's not. It's right up the street from Baldwin. I've been there Baldwin. twice. And I've only been lived in LA for three years and some change. And you have. I used to go to M&M's. They closed I used to it down. go every. I heard when Sunday. I first got here, I heard about M&M's. Why they closed it that down? Was, I don't know. It's now a, a Doolin, weave place. Doolin's, you get rice and gravy that you don't even ask for, a whole half a chicken, <laughs> like three sides, and I don't mean like little dollops. Like they give you like black people portions. Yeah, like a, why oh, you ain't wait, been eating? Wait, dessert. it's by the airport. No, no, no. On Crenshaw. It's Caribbean? No, No, it's it's Black Soul Soul Food. food. It's not Caribbean. 
You get, uh, like I said, the three sides, a dessert and a drink for like $21. I got Doolin's one time and it took me three days to eat that shit. Oh my gosh. Well, I usually- It's so much food. And it's good. It is good, but it's so much. You just feel like just juicing for like a month afterwards. <laughs> well, I sit, I sit <laughs> there, I, I usually sit there and eat it all in one sitting. And they give you your food in, That's in why one you're sitting? That's so fat. They give it to you in a to-go container because they uh, already know you're going to ask for right. one. Well, I usually just take a plate with me and they got, yeah, I hand them my plate. They give you an actual plate? I take it with me from home. Uh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you ready for the other question or should yeah. I ask you another one? Oh, oh, oh. So, okay. So, soul food, Um, I would probably go get a massage and a pedicure and a movie and maybe like go get some what trinkets. genre movie do you think oh i love horror. i love horror Ooh, Lord. and um mm-hmm. and i love psychological thr- thrillers Mm-mm, that's too scary i can me. do a oh excuse me a psychological thriller i, psychological I can't do horror thrillers. i'm a rom-com girl really yeah i don't like scary movies i love laughing i love romantic comedies i, I like love romantic situa- comedy too i but... love i don't know i like the sex in the city of it all the monster in law of it all mm-hmm. like i like monster those in type law was of good yeah, I saw. Um, but I like like the strangers or something like that. I I can do a thriller. I can't what do I horror see? and I can't do gore. I can't do. I can. You know what's weird? A lot of black people fear like paranormal type movies. I can even do that. <laughs> I love those. I can do that over. Not in my house. Over uh, uh, West's face. Over Freddie and Jason and all of them. Really? I can literally watch like The Exorcist, some like demonic, The Exorcism mm-hmm. of Emily Rose. Mm-hmm. And the I'm Exorcist, okay. Now that shit was. I had I'm to go okay, bathe in holy water after I watched right, that. No. If it's Freddie and Jason and stuff like that, the I am Jesus, mortified. Lord. I am literally mortified. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I had to watch Creflo Dollar after that. So what is... Why the hell would you... What? Okay. Creflo Dollar. What is something <laughs> that you've done that you wish you could undo? If anything. Oh, that's a good one. I wish that um, I wouldn't have spent so much time that I've spent worrying about things that I have no control mm. over. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Last yeah. question. That's a good one. Sam Sam McCormick, dead. What does your gravestone say? Jesus. <laughs> well, shit. Um, I was my mama dead. wanted this. No, I'm just playing. Oh. <laughs> Poison tuna sandwich? <laughs> well, she did. She does. I can't. <laughs> okay, what does your gravestone say? You want to pass again? Uh, Yeah, that okay. shit. I don't know. Like, who asks that, Jace? I do. This bitch turned it here. Jesus. No. What is wrong with you? You're doing <laughs> morbid twists. What's the place, your favorite place that you traveled? Ooh, okay. That's for fun or work. It's a lot of them. What's your favorite, though? Oh, shit. Uno. Or give me top two if it makes you. Curacao. Okay, it's a Dutch island. Oh my what? Uh, a carousel. Curacao. It's a Dutch island. It's a Dutch island. I have no idea what that is. It's beautiful. It's one of the most amazing places. Um, and oh shoot, it's a lot of. I would say Curacao. Okay, good. Yeah, but I have a lot of cities in the U.S. that I like to go to. But Curacao is like yeah, a I've place never been overseas that I've gone. I to. need to experience it. Though. I'm getting my passport. You soon. have to. Curacao is like. Oh, Curacao. It, I'm gonna put it on my list. Yeah, that and sounds I, like a but why is it? Why do you like it though? Curacao. What is it, Curacao it's an island. It's, it's like, an island. They have the best rum. <laughs> the people over there are sweet. Um, it's beautiful. It's surrounded by water. It's like a little island. It's amazing. Mm. Like I was there, and it's tropical, it was, like city esque. 
a mix of the two. So it's like like an it's Ibiza. It's a Dutch. It's a Dutch. It look. It will remind you of like it's like um, shit. I'm trying to think. What would it? It's a mix of like um. Y'all like, Google Carousel. It's beautiful. I have to Google I, later. I just can't. <laughs> it's like Dutch, so it feels like Germany mixed with like New York, mixed with like Africa, mixed with like. Y'all go on Google Photos. What is that Taylor Swift <laughs> right. music video? No, we will, we will come Google out. it when I finish. It's a, it's one of the most amazing places well, Samson, I've been to. Thank you so much for coming and joining us this episode. It was a treat, and I hope your pet dribbles defrosted. You, you just okay. won't leave them terrible. Ow! <laughs> and this is perfect because I really playing. enjoyed having you for as as far as someone who is firsthand. Uh, shared space with Monique, and yes. she is one of the hottest topics in news right now. Yeah. So I'm glad that you were able to share space with us this evening, and we learned a little bit more about you. Do you have Thank anything you. upcoming that you wanted to talk about? You're fresh uh, to LA. What's the agenda? Well, yeah. Um, oh, you I, live here now. I moved. Mm-hmm. And I made the move. Okay. Um, nothing, just a takeover. Um, and no, what's your uh, in a comedy way? And what's your social media handles uh, for everyone? So on Christian Mingle, you can find oh, me. At, no, I'm just playing. But uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm on Instagram, uh, Mr. Sampson, M I S T E R S A M P S O N. Twitter, official Sampson, official S A M P S O N. And check Ticketmaster. I have dates that are on there. Nice. Congrats. I'm all over the place. Good. So, yeah. I'm, and I'm, I'm I'm writing a couple of uh, films and things like that. Um, Full blown motion pictures. Yeah. There's never that? been like there has never been like a black gay comedy film, like a girl's trip or like a whatever. Right. And that needs to happen. Absolutely. Um. You know, acting is not my passion. What about Noah's Ark jumping the broom? It was a <laughs> dramedy, but I'm talking about like a. This is straight up like, like a full on bridesmaids, right. girls trip. That, that Black gay that. men come support our brother. Yes. For once, please. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Check it out. Ticketmaster. Come on. Now. That's, yeah, that's legit. T- like it's. Yeah, it's and I've really been. Yeah, you Ticketmaster, not Eventbrite. Right. That means Hello. <laughs> I've worked hard over the years and I've oh. done a lot that I don't brag about, but just support it. Always stay humble. Best revenge is your paper. Get that hey. All right. Thank you, guys. All right, guys. I love us for real. Until mm-hmm. next week. Until next week. <laughs> Toodles, y'all. Bye, sugars. <laughs>